0: Hello! Welcome to Waiting for Game of Podcast, presented by Melee Stats. I am your host, give no Wheat. I am back from a week of vacation. Um, I hope the place looks nice. Came in. The uh, place looks kind of clean. Looks like something crazy went down here last week, though. So I guess we'll, we'll try to figure out what happened. Um, but before we get to that, we've got a couple great guests in this episode. I think this is going to be a really great episode because we're talking about um, LACS, which is an amazing tournament series. Uh, and we're gonna talk about Fate, which looks like it's it's shaping up to be an amazing tournament. Um, so we've got some amazing guests. We've got one of the sickest players, one of, honestly the most like electrifying personalities in Smash. We've got uh, my good friend Edwin Budding. What's going on, Edwin?
1: We I have so much I want to talk about this episode. I don't even know where to begin, but I'm really you happy. You
0: me last week, by the way. It was pretty good.
1: It was fun. It was we had a great episode. But you know, on this episode, I also better, want to talk. Would be better if I were on, but yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll he see what the work. fans think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to be here, especially with one of my favorite players. He's a really, he, I really like the way that he plays Fox. You just see his personality really shine in the character. Like he's he's great against floaties, and I'm talking about my good friend Ambi
2: Sinister here. Uh, Ambi, what what have you been up to? How's everything? I've been busy, dude. I went to LACS, and now I'm here. <laughs> so, probably not a unique story for uh, our other guest here, but uh, I've been doing good, so thank you for asking.
0: Oh, yeah, we got Swift. Swift, what's yeah, up? Yeah, Swift. <laughs> what's Famously up? not electrifying, not very, no. you know, good for floaties, you know. <laughs> None of I'm these okay. things that we said apply to you. No, yeah, how's it going, <laughs> yeah. man?
3: It's going good. Uh just got back readjusting to a normal life and not just waking up playing melee for 12 hours a day <laughs> it was an exhausting weekend
0: yeah let's get into it because i know that you were at um you were at summit before you were at summit uh was it 14 just as like a vip right I went four, I think. yeah 14 as a vip and 12 mm, as 12 a as a competitor yeah. um so you've been in this place before and i guess yeah. to to you know pull back the curtain to anyone who didn't realize it, which I, I guess it's possible that you didn't realize it. Uh, LACS was in the BTS venue. Is was in the venue that held um, the, every summit since, I believe, uh, 8. Um, so, so this has definitely been a place that I know that you are familiar with, but a place that a lot of people, you know, is probably their first time there. But yeah, um, let's get into it because this is an event that, like Summit, probably does take a lot out of you. And, and in addition to the swiss pools into bracket uh you also had to play an lcq so so let like let's get your thoughts going into this um you are the 15th seed which i think not only is that good seeding uh, (laughs) um i think it was uh i think seeding that ends up being wrong still is good i don't think that means it's bad seeding but but yeah let's go into this you've you've got um you know you're coming off of not really entering a lot of tournaments um so you're definitely A little some you know questions about you. Yeah, go into your thought process into the yeah. End.
3: So basically, like for a few months, I was just out of a controller because um, I got a bunch of prototypes of the prism that like weren't fully functional because uh, the person making them was just super busy and couldn't send me like the final fleshed out thing. So now that I have this this bad boy, I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm ready to start going to more tournaments and stuff. And I don't know, it was just like. I kind of realized i never liked uh competing that much i always hated going to tournaments and i just liked playing melee so i i just felt like super i always felt like really pressured to enter tournaments and to like grind and do well and even when i didn't i don't know it kind of sucked a lot of the fun out of it so i went to the nightclub vip and i was just really like stressed and anxious and i had like by far the worst tournament performance of my entire Melee career. So I'm pretty sure that's why I got seated so low. And I just think it's kind of funny, honestly. <laughs> and yeah, I like-
0: I think it was fine seating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah, I got there. I just I just didn't want to be there. It was just like 100 degrees. It was really hot and sweaty. And I was just not in the right headspace. And I was like, I know I got LACS, so I just got to go to this tournament and grind and practice. And then I entered and I was like, I hated that. I never want to enter a tournament again. That wasn't fun. I don't like tournaments. And then I entered Coin Box two days later. And I didn't prep I didn't play at all. Like from when I got knocked out of bracket till the first round of Coin Box. I was like, I'm just gonna like do whatever and I, I I did pretty well. I it was I went last off game five with Axe there. And that was like a lot of fun. And then in Losers I just like played Fox and like messed around. And I just had a good time. And I kind of told myself that like, I don't want Melee to like feel like work, especially Mm -hmm. for the LACS. Because a big reason why I went to LACS is because I was like, Oh, this looks like a fun event to go to. Not because I wanted to compete. Really. It's like, I know, I'm gonna have a lot of fun here. So like leading up to it, like the week and a half, two weeks after What's that called? Uh, nightclub VIP. I was like, screw this. I'm just gonna do whatever I feel like it. No pressure if I go like 0-2 at the last chance qualifier. I don't care. I'm there to like, just hang out. And like um, my friends, like like Zane, Moki, and Salt, like they all got invited and I'm like close friends with all of them. And I wanted to hang out with them too. So yeah, I and mean, then I didn't play at all. And then uh, I did good in the bracket somehow. I don't know how that Yeah, I would say
0: so. I think you did pretty well.
3: Yeah, that was like if you watch I don't know, like if I like if I watch myself play, I'm like, this is sloppy, but I went for like all I was focused on was like I just want to go have a good time and just like play melee. Because I realized I was like, I don't like tournaments, I just like playing melee. And I was like, that's okay. You know, it's not like this whole thing where it's like if you don't like going into tournaments you have a weak mentality you're not mm-hmm. a hard worker all that shit i'm just like fuck that i just want to play a video game i'm just gonna have a fun time and it sounds really cliche to say that but it that all the meant my whole mentality was like well if i get knocked out sooner i can go uh drink and smoke sooner True. but if i win that's pretty cool too so i i was just like there for the entire experience and the whole event as opposed to just competing and that like there was just like it felt like there was no pressure after that and i i think that's what helped me like enjoy it because i've never really like that was the first time i've ever had fun competing <laughs> like every other time if you watch me or if, like my friends know me they're just like <laughs> like i just look stressed as fuck and, like anxious the whole time but no, i don't know i think i like, unlocked some key part of my mental, and that was like that was like a big speech about it. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how I felt going into it. And then I got all the spaces, and I like, I like spaces because that's like my that's what I'm like most comfortable with by far. So it was a good bracket, especially for me not being in good practice. And yeah, I kind of just looked at it like normally I'm very, um, I'm very like flow chart lab out. This is good here. This is good here. And it's just, I have so much shit going in my mind all the time. I think about my good friend, Salt, who she's just plays and has no game plans really. And just does shit and just figures it out on the fly. And that's a skill that I really need. So I was just thinking like that. I'm like, I'm just gonna do some crazy shit and if it works, it works. If it's not, I'll adjust it. But I'm going to go for some wild shit. And that's just, I don't know, that's just helped me, like, all that, like... I don't know, I feel like I've been in a big, like, reworking and a lot of my, like, mentality and the way I look at the game. And it all just kind of came together really nicely at the tournament.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think that a lot of that was pretty apparent even just from watching. I remember uh you versus zamu was i think he was up three stocks to one yeah right? and i
3: just dash dance in the corner back yeah. the room.
0: i i saw that <laughs> i like opened the stream it was three stocks to one i say hey you know what i think swift could win this <laughs> um and and that is like obviously a testament to your skill but also um talks about like mentality right you know a lot of people who go down three stocks to one may not be able to make comebacks um yeah do you feel like your mentality changed in this tournament or is it just kind of similar to how you've always been playing
3: i think it's like completely different now because in the past i would be like shit i'm down three stocks to one like i like i'm really good at this matchup i should be doing better against it like i didn't even think about that like my brain was so like especially during the zamu set i was so tired that day that i just turned to Moki and i said i i can't do this right now i'm just gonna play really cheesy and then it worked which I think was really funny, (laughs) but like looking at it like that is it's like, what's going to get me through in this moment. What's going to help me do well for right now and not just thinking too far in advance and just, just thinking like, like, you know, I see like the way Zane and Cody play and they're just like every ounce of their fiber and being is so tied up in like competing and being good. And I, I can't do that. That's just not me. And I try to think that way for so long. And now I'm just like, I'm just in California playing a video game that I like. Like, who gives a fuck? And that I think that was the mentality that, like, really helped me do well. Because there's, like, like five or six people in the world who really should be like that. Or not like, ten or so. People that make a full-time living off of Melee. And they just want to, like, work, work, work and play 24-7. But I think for most people, that's, like, not a healthy mindset and it, you just have to find what works for you individually and for what works for your life circumstances and i feel like i really just i found some uh, a way to think about competing in the game that really works for me
0: mm-hmm. um ambi i'm sure you've seen this just because you are a uh, very diligent boy you're you're a fox main obviously um you know swift you mentioned how uh Fox and, and Space's general is a matchup that you really love. Uh, that probably doesn't really. That's like not one to one with Ax. I imagine. I think that no. you know, Ax being the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ax being the Pikachu like forever. I think that a lot of people kind of view Pikachu through the lens of him. But like as you continue to progress and as we see like J2 and other up and coming players, I think that we kind of learned that um, there's a lot of different ways to play this character, and it's very cool to see you, um, you know, show that off. I know you got to play him in bracket in a Pikachu ditto at this. Like how what do you think is the biggest difference between how you play Pikachu and how he plays Pikachu?
3: Um, I think it's like the that's like the clearest distinction between how an old school top player approaches the game and how a new school top player approaches the game. See like he is just like he's gonna go to the tournaments, he's gonna practice a million characters, do all the wacky stuff, really focus it on like what the other player is doing try to play the player whereas i'm like very studied i'm in uncle punch i'm practicing all my tech chases and all that stuff and just making sure that like i have every little situation labbed out and i think that's the i think that is what makes me a lot better versus Spacey's than him is because i just have like the punish game labbed out so well and all my tech chases and everything so practiced whereas he is kind of lacking in that area so it's not even that I'm doing anything that much like fancier than him. I'm just hitting a lot harder and a lot more mm-hmm. consistent than he is. And yeah, I think the spacey is that matters a lot for some floatier matchups like um, like Peach and Sheik where it's not as like solvable that like hard punish stuff. It's a lot of just making a lot of good decisions in neutral with like your dash dance timings and your instincts and mixups and all that. That's where he's really, really good. Like I would say he's the better like melee player, but I play Pikachu better. I think he would agree with that.
0: Uh, I mean Ambi, do you wanna go on your little mini rant about Axe and Fox?
2: I feel like I do this every episode. I don't need to, I don't need to do it every well, single we, one. We don't have you on very but often, so every episode you're yeah, on Yeah, I is guess not. that's true. Yeah, yeah no. I, I think that uh Axe would be a great Fox player. I think Axe being a great Fox player would take a lot of Craigslist ads for Pikachu merchandise. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, I think it's funny thinking about, like, the distinction between playing a character versus uh, being a better player. Um, Because two things come to mind for that. The first is, way back in the day, people said this kind of same thing about Pikachu versus Axe. Um, This was kind of a distinction that was made really often where, like, and i feel like with pikachu it's like this especially because like all the pikachus it's really fun to like listen to them because they all like complain about the way axe plays so, like oh he doesn't doesn't do this doesn't do that just totally playing the character improperly and then like axe is on the screen and they're all like
4: let's go axe, oh so um
2: but yeah no so the other one that comes to mind is um you know just for fox is uh the distinction between like kind of the fox players and mango um mango is i think the the most fun example of this because uh You know, people regularly say stuff like, oh yeah, you know, Mango doesn't even really play Fox. He just plays a Fox and it's like kind of like a Lovecraftian horror character and he just beats you as a player versus like Cody and I guess to some extent Leffen as well where they're like trying to eke out every possible advantage of the character against another character or whatever. Um, Just think that that's like a very common thread with especially I think more technical characters, this distinction between playing the player and playing the character.
3: Yeah, I think that... I usually, whenever I tell somebody the way that Axe plays compared to me, it's like, yeah, he's more like if Mango played Pikachu. Because he's just, he's just going for like crazy reads and stuff that like, oh, that shouldn't work, but he made it work. And it's just like wild stuff that looks like he's overcomplicating it. And then he just does something crazy and then he'll nair his opponent when they're at like 10% and then he'll get reversed off of it that's when you that's when the Pikachu's get angry is when Axe is there and that <laughs> too low a percent he gets reversed off of it but um yeah I think that is like the same thing applies with me and him
0: well I think uh you know the distinction between Pikachu's is, is a really interesting thing and it's something that one of the cool things about melee recently even you know as you mentioned Pikachu um you know more and more character representation has has brought this into the forefront that being said um let's get into the other card. let's get into the other side of the the coin edwin edwin budding um i have a question for you you are a melee journalist you're a historian a smash historian you are uh, literally the guy who wrote the book on melee um has hungry box went full dgen ever there are claims that he has never gone full dgen and i have to ask you are these claims true can you verify these is there any veracity in the statement
1: yeah, so it's it's funny, right? Because the, the thing with Hungrybox's career is that, like, he basically does this um, every time he's in trouble. But he, he's kind of like, oh, like, you know, it would be crazy if, if I just went full Dark Souls boss mode, right? If I just camped the ledge forever. And the thing is, it's like, it's like he's done that. He, he's done that, and it just, like, it, it works for a little bit, and then it, like, stops working. Then he stops doing it. And then he talks about how he could do it if he really wanted to. But like the thing is like w- even when he tries to do it it's it's not always successful that I-, I think the problem i have with him is that like he positions it as if he holds the game of melee under under his hands right as if he's choosing to let the opponent win by by giving them the grace of not camping them <laughs> or whatever which you know to an extent i i, I think he does truly believe that <laughs> i think i think there are people who he beats who truly believe that as well and i i don't think they're necessarily wrong but I think to the extent in which he exaggerates it, making a difference against like Cody or Zane or or someone that he feels like that's the only way he can beat them, yeah, I I think it's BS. He's, he's talked about he talks about this all the time. Oh, oh my God! Can you imagine if I played even campier than I did now? Well, like you've tried, <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 it, it doesn't always work. Yeah, it just really you know, like, good
2: players they don't give him the lead, that he's just like there's nothing I can do yeah i I don't know dude i i I gotta say it dude him and leffen do the same thing Mm -hmm. they They do do the same thing leffen has done the exact same thing about the exact same thing like i'm gonna go puff on ranked and i'm gonna kill the game in europe and there's nothing any of you could do to stop me and then he'll like do one stream where he beats like 30 gold players unranked, and then he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is just this is stupid. This is a waste of time. Like, he won't do it. And Hungrybox is the same. I think deep down, he's the same as all of us, right? Like, he grabs the ledge, and he spends, like, three minutes, and he's like, this is so fucking boring. I can't take it. But for Hungrybox, like, there's, like, actual financial monetary victory incentives attached to it, so he, like, is more willing to tolerate it than, like, I guess, 11 unranked or whatever. But... I just feel like I've been hearing this since the fucking dawn of time. Like, oh, King did this too, right? Like, oh, I could camp the ledge. I could totally break the whole game. There needs to be character-specific ledge grab. Like, dude, one of you needs to do it. I've never actually seen it. I need to see it because I've been I've been hearing this myth for like for like ten years now. Just,
1: well, yeah. a- again, I just want to say that like doing the thing that he's he's positioning like he's positioning it as if it is this unbeatable skill he has developed. I don't even think that's true. <laughs> There's so many times where he camps Zane or whatever when he has a lead, and it basically just wastes two and a half minutes off the clock yeah. and becomes an even game again. Like, I, get out of here, HBox.
3: Like, it worked for what us is this guy talking Genesis about.
0: It Do does work that? a
1: lot. It is real. I think
3: the <laughs> idea that I've, the whole like concept behind saying like ledge grab limit and planking, it's not because it's unbeatable. It's because it's just incredibly degenerate, and that, that's not a skill that we value as like competitors it's it's not like oh if you get a lead and you just grab the ledge and you just don't interact for eight minutes like sure it's beatable it's like it's like wobbling it's like yeah you won but at what cost you know it's just nobody we don't value that as an actual like skill that you're outplaying your opponent which is why we have other things bad why we got items banned Which why we got pokey floats banned so i just viewed as another one of those it's just like oh this is incredibly degenerate sure i could win but it's just like like why (laughs) like you know this isn't testing my skill as a player in a productive or like a proper way i guess Mm -hmm. so i think that's the more important thing is it's like how can we have a competitively sound game as opposed to is this unbeatable because wobbling icies weren't winning majors you know I just think it.
1: it's crazy because because like he tries to do it. it's yeah, not like yeah, yeah yeah it's not like something that oh like I' gonna do this now <laughs> there's no', no rhyme or
0: reason to when he does it too right it's like just if felt you, like me. if I'll you went into this this us. weekend <laughs> <laughs> just like being like all right is is H-Bow's gonna camp the ledge I'd be like no, I don't know like I've got no reason to think that he will. Uh, and then, you know, that he plays you. Uh, you have a bit of a history with him. He, I I mean, I just know your set history. And then I know that he got on the mic. And I'm not sure if you were heard this. He said that you guys had way saltier sets online. And I don't need to, fl- you know, fling shit around. I want to know, you know, one, I guess maybe follow up on that. And then, two, I just kind of want to know, like, going into a, a set with HBox, you're someone who's beaten him online before, played him once before i believe this one in person uh, like what do you prepare for so i guess one um <laughs> the saltiest saltier sets in this but two yeah like how do you get into an hbuck set how do you like get into the right mindset for that
3: i was about to say i was surprised that he said that but i was not surprised he's just always saying some crazy always saying some crazy shit. i'm not i'm not I don't think I've had like salty sets with him online, or like saltier than what I've. pre- Okay, someone posted a clip, so
2: okay, yeah, <laughs> never mind.
3: That I'm reminded by the clip that that person just posted. I did. Fl- I have flamed him after I've lost to him, but in like a, uh, I'm kind of salty, but I'm also just like poking fun and just being funny on the stream. Nothing like crazy, but um, this. I mean, yeah, I've been to him online, too, when he's just, like, you know, he's just holding forward and just, like, <laughs> going last hit for the content. I've, I've won those sets, but, um, like, preparing for him is, it's always, like, a monumental task for me because it's, like, I gotta have my secondary fox good. And just playing, like, multiple characters is, it's hard. Even though fox buff is, like, the easiest, I think it's, like, one of the easiest matchups in the game. It's so brain dead. I still have to prepare really well for all of his exact bullshit. And I was surprised that I did this well against him because as I said earlier, like I didn't practice much at all for this event and I didn't expect to make it that th- to, like, to the main bracket even. So I didn't even play Fox for like a week or two straight before the tournament. I played, th- I 3 would Khalid in LCQ and I played four friendlies against Dawson. That was just like the only Fox I played the entire week. So like I was just going in it with the thoughts of like, all right, I'm really I'm really good against Puff. I'm pretty rusty in it, but I could just make some shit work, you know? It's just like like I said earlier, just getting better at just playing off the cuff and all that shit. And um honestly I was I I was still in like the just have a good time kind of mentality. And I just I also just think Hungry Box is just such a funny person just like he's just like a real life cartoon character to me like he's yeah. hilarious yeah. and i see when he planks people i also find it hilarious so i was getting planked by him and i was like yeah i made top eight already Like I like i was just like i was in such a good mood and i think him as a person is so funny that I'm just like, I don't, like I've, I. thought it was funny. Like, that's why I was BMing him so much. It's just because I, th- I wasn't even like that mad about him planking me. I knew it was coming. It's like, you play Hungry Box, he planks you. It's like, oh, I didn't see this coming. No, I've had that plan for months. Months ago, I was like, you know, if I play Hbox, I'm just going to start BMing him just because it's funny. I got to keep myself entertained. So like, you want me to just like dash dance intently while he's holding the lit? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do that shit. So... I think um, there was one moment in the set where um, <laughs> I, the whole set, I was just dash dancing while holding ASDI down, which is easier to do on like digital controllers, but it's not impossible to do on GameCube controller either, you know, it's just a little more awkward. But he, he thought that was just purely box tech, so he was mad and he wouldn't want to hit me because if you hit a Fox at zero, that's ASDI down, you should need to grab up there up there. So that happened once. And then I did the little um, certain advanced maneuver with the light shield button. <laughs>
4: yeah. And then he
3: grabbed me, he down threw me, and then he hard read my tech in place with a rest. And then he just looked over at me. And this was the moment that I won the mental battle, at least, at that moment. Because he probably, I I knew he thought I was pissed off, but I just laughed at his face. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I was proud of that. <laughs> But yeah, it's just like, I got on a fucking
0: long ass tangent again, my bad. But, um. <laughs> it's hard to, to talk about HBox and not go on one. Like for better he's, or worse. He's, he's just this a is wild not even, guy. Not even like purely just trying to spew negative things about him. Um, no. Like he is impossible to talk about without talking about at length. <laughs> That's just- Yeah, his
3: grand. Just, he, he controls yeah, the narrative. Yeah. He does control the he narrative. He controls the narrative. Uh, this, I had a conversation with him at the bar and it was it was wild this is this is hbox controlling the narrative he was just like yeah we gotta ban that box the next time next time we come to the coin box coin box we're having an open discussion we're gonna ban the box i'm like dude why you want to ban the box it's not that i was like whatever like we're gonna get it nerfed yada yada also, can he just do it it's his tournament he could yeah and he just keeps <laughs> talking about it
0: but i was like we're gonna well nerf someone it. should really ban the box at coinbox <laughs> says the coin box <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah
3: uh, and i was like we're gonna nerf it i'm on the team of people that's nerfing it. it's gonna get nerfed by next year you know all this stuff And he goes the nerfs aren't gonna be good enough like you don't even know why i, I haven't told you <laughs> and i was like i was oh, like awesome. we're we're both evil i was like you planked me we should we should do something about that too And he goes no we're like why he goes because
0: i still lose to cody and leffin Like, okay,
3: okay, so your logic is that we should ban the box because it's broken, but Planking's not broken because he loses to Cody and left it. But he beat me while I was on the box, so I don't, it's just wild, all the loopholes that he goes through, and I just, I can't take him that seriously. I don't know, he's making a good
0: argument. I don't know why. But it's <laughs> yeah, I'm actually like on his side because Cody and beat him. <laughs> Cody 11 beat him. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course you can't be broken. Cody and Levin beat him. Yeah, I'm actually going to use that
1: example for any argument I'm I'm involved in. Like, I'm just going to say <laughs> Cody and Levin beat HBox. So yeah, like what the
0: fuck? And it's like your spouse asking you to take out the trash. They're yeah, just like, I don't know like, what that means.
3: But yeah, no, nah, I thought that was just like a, a funny interaction I had with him. But I think from now on, I'm definitely gonna just like just if he does that, I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want on the stage because mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta have fun somehow. I gotta entertain myself while the game is at a stall point. Yeah, well, I'm glad go. you went
1: Fox versus a oh, H-box. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never that going Pikachu. <laughs> I'm glad you were picking your best character against HBox and and trying your hardest.
3: Yeah, and it was, like, I did really well considering I did not prepare at all for him. I just, like, I just think I've, like, that's the matchup I learned Fox for, so I'm just really solid in it, and, um, I think, yeah, it was just, like, the mental stuff. If I, I could've, like, game three was, like, last hit, and I could've clutched it out, but, you know, just, you can't get them all, but, um... Yeah, I couldn't even like ledge dash. <laughs> if you look at the, if you look at me in the corner, um, I just cannot like. I'm just doing always awkward double jumps because I'm just my fox is so rusty. And I was just so rusty the whole weekend. I got away with it because I just hit so hard. Still, somehow.
0: Um, I like how you went past Edwin. Edwin was definitely trying to. Set off Ambi on either Axe going Pikachu versus Puff, or maybe it's J Mook going Sheik versus Puff. I don't know what Edwin is doing, but he was trying to like punch the court. of Ambi to get a rant.
2: Dr. Mario. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 I think that one was actually <laughs> cool in the end, <laughs> unfortunately. I want to talk about well. that is in a cool? second, but,
0: but before we make the de- uh, decision on if it's cool, um, Swift, I just want to wrap kind of up with a. With, uh, your whole run of this tournament you mentioned next time you play hbox yeah what does the future hold for you are you going to anything in the future or are you going to kind of you know stick with competing i know you talked about competing in tournaments is not necessarily your thing
3: yeah um i kind of yeah i think um acknowledging the fact and coming to the realization that uh competing isn't the thing i love about melee it's more so playing the game and getting good at it took a lot of pressure off of me or myself about like competing in general so now when i went like when i went to lics i was just more focused on having a good time and like playing melee and i and i was in a tournament you know it's not like i'm going to this tournament to compete i will eat my vegetables every day i will get eight (laughs) hours of no it's it was just like yeah i'm just having a good time i was just drinking at night and just yeah so i i really don't know um, I'm really just want to do what I feel like it. <laughs> that's like my new goal is to do whatever I feel like it and not feel pressured to do anything. I'll probably enter, I will I will enter some more stuff, definitely Smashcon. Um, I'll be there, I'll probably enter, but that's the thing is like, I want to, I want to enter because I want, I genuinely want to enter. So mm-hmm. if, if a week before, I'm just like, I don't feel like entering, I'm just not gonna enter. But I still want to go, so. I don't know. That's just my fucked up way in my mind for me to not stress about it. But I will probably enter. <laughs> There's a high, high chance I'll like enter SmashCon, um, Shine, Riptide, Big House, and like maybe some other stuff in between there.
0: Nice. Well, I hope to see it. You were super fun to watch. But also, I just hope whatever your you know decision you make is one you're happy with. But speaking about people who enter tournaments and might not want to actually enter them. <laughs> Um, yeah, let, let's get into some uh, interesting character choices we saw. Edwin, you were talking about people who go maybe not their best character versus Puff. Was there anyone here who you thought didn't go their best character versus Puff? Because we saw Swift go um, Fox versus Puff. That's obviously his best character in the matchup. Was there any player at LACS5 who went to character that you do not think was actually their best option versus Puff?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I, I, yeah, I, I'm just going to say it. I think, um, I think out of people on this podcast and just people involved in melee stats, I would, I would consider myself like pretty favorable towards mango, relatively speaking. But yeah, I, I, I gotta say it just,
2: uh, just kind he of show you that... up so nice for the Zane ice climbers bit. He set you up so perfectly. <laughs> well, he said, <set laughs> he box. just ignored his setup, dude.
1: He
0: said, I did box. say puff. I did say yeah. Or you puff, know what? Maybe there was uh, multiple people who did not go the best character versus another uh, character. Anyway. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would
1: I wouldn't mind talking about the Zane ice climbers for 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 a bit, but I I you know we, we can go in a bunch of different directions here. Uh, as far as as manga goes, yeah, I mean, like you you want to see his box. I, I get it that he he did not feel like he had that dog in him that day, and he just uh wanted to have fun or whatever. And I think that's fine. He's allowed to go whoever he wants, but it doesn't mean doesn't mean like someone watching it has to like it right like that's that's totally fine it doesn't have to be a big deal it's just like oh mango's going doc, dr mario again all right i guess i guess this is it i don't know yeah. what more i think that i think that any extent to try to make this into like a actually it's cool that he went dr mario or actually no, this is, cool. is his best chance no, it's... No,
0: it's, it's not yeah, I, I mean, we, we, like, went through this at Genesis, right? And I think that it just, like, doesn't mean as much anymore. Um, I think the difference between going Genesis was, like, going Doc at Genesis. Um, that felt clearly maybe, maybe, like, guy who runs the, S, the top 100 rank um, voice, but it, it felt, like, clearly vindictive in a way that this doesn't really feel it. Um, and, like, we also learned a lot about Mango since then, right? Like, you know, he's gone Marth and we kind of have some ideas on that, but also it it really just seems like we are in real time seeing someone who's like trying to figure out like if they actually want to compete and then not competing and being like, well, that doesn't feel right either. Like, um, it just like seems like a hard situation and it is one that is in front of thousands of eyes. And, um, yeah, like it, it, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for him. Um, I don't really know what it feels like to be, uh, one of the best of all time at a video game for 15 years and have to deal with that. Yeah. But um yeah it definitely seems like this is just a hard career decision and he wants to like want to play melee um and might not actually want to play melee as much as he wants to like play melee and because of that we are seeing stuff like that um him playing hbox just going you know what fuck it like right we talked about how hbox can be especially considering this was after hbox said well maybe i go full dgen right like this <laughs> this was post that comment so i i guess like i Give him some credit for that. Yeah, I don't know. I think the future of Mango is going to be really interesting to see from here, right? Like, um, generally, something that we have not had in the Melee community. I think that the closest parallel is probably like Isaiah in '64. I don't think that's 100 percent correct because Isaiah was like, he's like, I'm just gonna go Link at this tournament, and he would like be like only Link and would do it, and you know, he would get like fifth or something like that. And um, he had tournaments that he really wanted to win, and that is kind of the aspect that I think to see from Mango, um i think that regardless of like what decision he makes in between now and october when big house rolls around he's either gonna want to win big house or mad that he didn't enter big house right like i I think that he will kind of oscillate between kind of really wanting to win things and and not wanting to win other things i guess i don't know it's it's tough to say and i'm sure that um armchair psychology isn't helping this one so i'll uh I'll, I'll step away after this one Adam, yeah what do you think
1: yeah i, I think that the isaiah example you bring up is that is actually pretty interesting uh in, in, even if it's like a bit bit extreme because eventually the 64 scene you know did move move beyond the specter of like oh like what would happen if isaiah played pikachu right like the the feel just got really good because oh, he um,
0: didn't he didn't win everything like yeah he did it, that yeah
1: the The field got really good. The scene was really happy, and I think that you know, I, I think it's fine for Mango. You know, after 15 years of you know being the greatest player of all time or whatever, like the, that's totally fine for him. Like he can do with with melee whatever he wants, right? But I think that I think the cool thing is that like, regardless of what his decision is, like the game will move on. Like it'll continue having players that are that are exciting. You know, Mango can remain exciting in a way. He still had a he still had a pretty good event like beating like all things considered beating someone like Moki making, making top eight. I just think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the game will be all right with, with or without him and whatever he wants to do in whatever capacity he wants to be involved with melee is, is ultimately, it's ultimately his choice.
0: Andy, what do you think on this and how mad is he going to get at us when he gets ranked 12th?
2: Okay. Well, I'll start with the second half because I think it's a little bit more normal. Um, I think he'll be upset. Uh it's fine (laughs) i think that we're we're kind of used to this by now right like i think that you know this isn't the first time that mango has had like a season which was probably lackluster by his standards that was not really representative of his actual skill level you know it's just how it happens um i do want to talk about doc lee though because i think mango going doc lee saved the tournament i'll say it Mm -hmm. i'll be the one that's brave enough to say it you're supposed to This is this is worse than Chroma trying to convince me that Triff would win L A C S. Let him cook, let him. No, 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 no. hear me out here. Hear me out here. So Hbox goes on Twitter and he's like, I choke three energy drinks, I'm gonna make love to the ledge, and I'm gonna kill the game and I'm gonna go as far as I can in this tournament, right? And he does that to one guy who is on this (laughs) podcast today, right? And then he runs into Mango who sees the tweet and is like, I will not do this unless Ludwig compensates me for it. And Ludwig is like, no. So he goes, he goes, Dr. Mario, right? Clearly throwing. And Hungrybox is like, all right, I don't need to camp this guy because he's playing Dr. Mario. Like, I could probably just hold W and just completely destroy this poor Dr. Mario, right? And then he loses a game. (laughs) And, like i cannot i cannot imagine being hungry box and like experiencing the amount of mental damage that losing a game to Mango's clearly throwing dr mario would have done to my psyche right like you see him like in the in the zane set immediately i've no energy to do ledge camping stuff he just like just plays just <laughs> completely abandons his like i'm gonna destroy this tournament with ledge camping like the caffeine is completely worn off because he's decided that in order to beat dr mario he needs to get the platforms uh everything's ruined hungry box doesn't have it in him anymore he feels like the tournament has an asterisk for him anyways even if he does win and then we get the great top four which was awesome uh so i think in the end maybe not great for mango definitely not great for hungry box the best possible outcome for the tournament i just i loved the ending of it too much for me to be like oh it was so bad this would have been so much better if like you know he got like momentum from throwing mangoes, Fox, and pummeled Zane and then popped off on Cody Schwab. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's so many, there's so many avenues for it to go so bad. Yeah, him but saying that, was pretty close. Yeah. That was a fun set. Good there, show. there are
0: yeah, lots yeah. of um, interesting ways this event could have gone, and I think it's it's hard because of Swiss and LCQ, and you know, basically the ways that this. That, things ran um it's it's hard to see any one thing and, and say like that was a good result or that was a bad result because you're right like joshman versus hbox was was heartbreaking that and, was wild sad that was um, so sad like i th- i think that the good thing is that um is uh like he lost versus hbox and hear me out is that like <laughs> we all were kind of like getting used to the idea of hbox making their verse three O like basically instantly so like we were already coping with the idea really early on, but yeah, no, that was like so incredibly sad, a- and yet it needed to happen because then he goes into to the next round and he plays Leffen and he beats Leffen and that is like a great win and also you know that could be sad for Leffen fans, but guess what? Leffen wins the tournament. Like if that if Leffen beats Josh maybe he doesn't get the same bracket. It's yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. So maybe you're right, Amby Maybe Doc Lee did save the tournament. Maybe H box actually saved the tournament as well right. by beating Josh. Man, that's
2: funny. Thank you, cliche. Okay, man.
0: You know, okay. You know, you know, Edwin. For someone who who considers themselves a grill master, you sure don't let anyone else cook. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't here. He's uh, he was a he's a grill guy. He stands behind the grill at barbecues. Does that seem like his? Yeah, VIP? that checks out. That I definitely checked
2: out. <laughs> no um, way. <laughs> You behind the grill, man? I don't see it. <laughs> well, is he cooking at the grill or is he just standing there? Because that's kind of now, the he's Bob am I'm imagining, right? He's got ah, the tofu that's... dogs and the
0: cheese kebabs.
2: <laughs> that's good. I kind of, I'm kind of vibing with the mental image. You know, like, like, a beer in one hand and, like, the spatula in the other. And, like, he's not actually doing anything. He's just, like, existing, like, kind of as a furniture prop next to this cooking meat. <laughs> that's... That's Edwin. That's him at majors, like with a uh, with his you know book of, of bets and his GameCube controller, just grilling man.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen those bets in a while. Hopefully, Gobble has the bets. Dude, because
2: um, people yes. keep thinking he's got like a gambling addiction. <laughs> i haven't mean, talking about this. I love when you
1: talk about this. Yeah, people, like, so, so, so it's a mix. So, so, so I usually get like two things. or or there's like three responses I get. Right, the first response is like, you need help. I don't want to. I don't want to enable this. The second response is that people don't want to bet with me because they think I have like some hidden knowledge outside of set count, all right? And then the and then the third response is that they get scared off by the initial asking price. So it's usually one Yeah, of, don't one you of those go three.
0: up and you say like a year of Patreon?
1: <laughs> yeah, I go I go for a year, year of a That's crazy. That's 50
0: yeah. bucks. Okay, well, anyway, I do remember um what was your one bet at Genesis 8? Oh,
1: the one bet... Oh, yeah, I lost this one. It was just notorious in Calvin. It's Aiden. I bet Aiden. on Aiden.
0: I have zero idea why, after, like, two years of in the pandemic and how we joked about, like, we're going to get to the pandemic and we're going to bet on all these players that no one knows versus established <laughs> I names. I thought we- Aiden was... Aiden is good. <laughs> we we he get made a big- there <laughs> and Aiden, like, one of the most popular Smashers. A guy who, like, if you know Smashers, Aiden... At the time, for right now, as weird as it sounds, is one of the ones that you're gonna know, like one of the first ones, and a like, guy who, like, really, frankly, not a lot of people know, notorious, who we who we know is good. And you, got I, I think Adrian was very, I think you Adrian gone was very to any good. Yard fan, we could have made so much money.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I think he's really good. He made a he made a big losers run that event. I just bet on him when he lost. What can I say?
0: Oh, <sighs> anyway, um speaking of people who went on uh losers runs um we saw some stuff here i mean i guess left technically wasn't a losers run because that was in winners but we saw some uh
2: we saw some pretty it kind of was things. a losers' run i was talking about this yeah again, i wanted i want to briefly interject he did lose a lot in Switch. yeah right <laughs> so it kind of felt Wait. like a loser's run he lost, he lost, to, lost to, josh? to josh man and he lost to Oh, lost to cody also he lost to cody cody that's him. right yeah um yeah, and then he like won through winners, which is very funny because it was like a losers run through winners. And I've always, I've always thought of like, I feel like I mentally break people up in a, like kind of losers bracket players versus kind of winners bracket players. And I feel like Leffen is historically very much a winners bracket sort of mm. player. And uh, I think this was kind of perfect because it was like, it was like he got his little losers run, even though he didn't actually start in losers somehow after losing twice, right? So it kind of does feel like it was a losers run in a very funny way.
0: Swift, you didn't get to play Leffen in bracket this weekend, but uh what were your vibes on him as a competitor this week? Um
3: he, uh, I don't go on Twitter much, but everyone just kept saying he was complaining on Twitter <laughs> about being I don't know rusty. What he really, really? I, I Okay. Know. I heard he was complaining he, he, about being rusty a lot. Well, yeah, that's Checked the classic. Out. Yeah, I mean, that's just Leffen, but um Yeah, he had You like, did commentate him versus X though, right? I did. Yeah. Oh, that was a good set um what i think about that i don't know i think they're like i think axe is getting better against fox and leffen's like pretty good at the matchup i don't think he's amazing at it he's like pretty good at it but he's just better than axe and it's a hard matchup and axe is like also not amazing versus fox so that's usually why he would lose but whenever i watch Leffen and axe like even their last set i just all i thought was that if axe just if axe just had like my punish game he would farm leffen like, I don't. Even, I don't think it would be close, but um. Yeah, he played. I mean, yeah, Leffen's just Leffen. Still, <laughs> he's still like really, really cracked. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how else to put it.
0: <clears throat> well, no, <clears throat> no conversation about Leffen this tournament can be complete without talking about his sets with Zane. You obviously, yeah. good friends of Zane, train partner. Um, give me your thoughts on the ICs because they really did work. <laughs> um, <laughs> half of, half of the appearances like right like <laughs> yeah <laughs> zane's icies is just
3: like the epitome of just evil like it's just <laughs> he just wants to win and he's self-aware i icies are like easily my least favorite character i hate icies but i know zane and he's just like yeah i'm just trying to win and i asked him once i was like you don't think it's impossible right you just want to win really bad he's like yeah so he plays Icy's just to make his life easier, which is fair. You know, I mean, I play secondary too, and people choose whatever character they want. But um, he doesn't work on them holistically enough, I don't think. He's just like, I'm just going to use it against Cheek on this stage and this stage. And it's just, you can really clearly see the gaps. Like when he was behind, I was like, this is over. But if there was like, a, like another Icy's player... That, okay, like, someone who was really a lot more familiar with the character and had a lot more experience with the character, if they went down like two stocks or three against Levin's and Sheik, I'd be like, oh, it's still Icy's. But Zane's Icy's just aren't there yet. I think he's got to, like, he's got to put in, like, a lot more work into it. And this, the transformations were the big thing, too. Mm. He went stadium and the transformations just, like, screwed him over so bad. Because he got the windmill and he was just dancing up there. And it's just <laughs> like, I don't know. I think you should have stayed Marth there, but I think FD was fine. I don't know. Um, he gets into like counter pick wars. I don't think it's an awful idea. It just needs to be fleshed out a lot
1: more. Is my take on it. What do you think, Edwin? Yeah. So I, I I've seen a good amount of Zane sets. I I watch a lot of him versus Sheik. Uh, I think in general the the big reason that he picked up the ICEs and Swift. You can let me know like if any of this is is, is not correct. But just I, I know generally how the sets go and typically like what keeps him back. And for a long time, just in terms of game count and the weight, in terms of the set flow, usually what would happen is that he would never have a problem starting off a set doing really well against J. Mook or Leffen, or even Plup for that matter. The, the big problem for him was counter picks. Like he'd go to FD, he'd lose and then he'd lose there again. But then he'd go to Yoshi's and then he'd lose or he'd go up 2-1 in the set lose and then blow his last counter pick or something that that was like a consistent recurring theme especially against j where where this is really 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 a big problem the reason he picked up ICS from what I can gather based on the game count for and from what he's talked about on a stream is that he just wants a really reliable counter pick so yeah I don't think it's a I think the reasoning is there I don't think it's a terrible idea like obviously part of me just wishes he would only play Marth because his Marth is really good, yeah. <laughs> and and I think I think his, like the sets of J. Like I know the set count is in J. favor solidly at this point, but the set flow is pretty close. But I will say this much about the ICs: I've never seen something look so utterly dominant and simultaneously bad for a game. Like bad for his level at, at the yeah, no, top I, level, right? I now. yeah, because
3: he's he's labbed out and practiced all like the the layer one stuff that he needs. Like the yeah. chain grabs, the handoffs. But then it's like you put him in a little you put a transformation on there, it's a little <laughs> quirky. And now he's he's just fucking like he has no I mean do. he was
1: still like dropping handoffs and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. FD. It's
3: not it's not clean. It's yeah. just like, he can do it, but he's not and it, yeah. it's, it's I'm not gotta, against it. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. You know, it's not it's he's gotta pull it out for the first time eventually. And it's just happened to be the first time he did it and he lost. I mean, he, he took a game on FD, it looked still mm-hmm. doable, but now he has a lot better of an understanding of what that'll be like in tournament. Sure. He pulled mm-hmm. it out of like the biggest tournament of the year so far, but yeah, I, I don't think it was a bad idea. What do you was, think i think going on stadium
2: was a bad idea i think stadium, yeah, yeah. i agree with just...
3: that i agree with that stadium was a bad idea <laughs> yeah yeah, stadium yeah. i think um
2: Fd was fine though yeah like i think that he didn't play particularly well even on that stage and it's still like pretty lopsided in, in pretty Zane's so. favor which was super funny yeah. but when he went yeah we were talking about this at the venue we were like there's no way right there's no way he goes Icy's on 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 stadium right I didn't that would think be so would. weird i
3: was surprised that he did that game five yeah. to
2: like with all the all the chips on the line, you'd take Ice Climbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just yeah. like a psycho.
1: I think the other thing that, that kinda hurt him is that he won that F D game again in simultaneously terrible and dominant fashion. Yeah. But the, when he went back to Marth, he he looked like he didn't have his footing for like the first yeah. minute and a it's half. It's pretty of challenging. It. That's like yeah. one
3: of the most challenging parts about playing multiple characters is just switching in the middle of a set. Especially if you are like If you're not used to it, especially, like, I've practiced, like, I've just played ranked where I would just be, like, Fox game one, Pikachu game two, Fox game one, Pikachu game two. I, like, specifically practice that. I would go into Uncle Punch and I'd just alternate which character I go. And if you're not used to that, especially with, like, I play Pikachu and Fox, they're, they're, I think Pikachu and Fox, like, the most similar you can honestly get between two characters. You know, same jump squat, you know, dash dance, snare, and up smash, you know, you... A lot of similarities there, but um, especially coming from Pikachu to Fox, it's like, it's so easy. But um, going from like Marth to Icees is, is just yeah, so much more awkward and it's, especially if he's not practiced in it, it it's it's hard. It's hard. Especially because you have, he has so much other like mental notes about everything Lefin mm-hmm. does and then you just gotta switch from like, alright, I'm gonna I'm cheese him with my ICS <laughs> And then it's just like, alright, back to like this raw as fuck just like marth chic set against this killer so it, it's difficult
0: yeah i know leffen after the set he got on the mic and he he was talking about how he noticed that uh zane was not really adept at switching you know this is like zane's first serious marth non-marth game like yeah, in tournament yeah. right you know i wouldn't call like the fox or anything because he d- doesn't go those in a serious manner. but yeah he uh he said that he was trying to like prey specifically on the fact of like making it hard for zane to switch and uh you yeah, know we could tell that that was definitely affecting zane game five and also we could tell that zane put a lot of thought on that because in grand finals we didn't see the ICs at all um so i guess that yeah the swift question after you you know you're guys close to zane you are obviously also a top player you know you can kind of see some of these games that other people might not um do you think that we see the ICs again i know you said that like this was the first time so it's obviously going to be a little rusty there's still some stuff he needs to work on um and like w- was it just the reason that he uh didn't go ICs set to is just uh um, that it wasn't there yet or is this like a game plan that might just not come about anymore
3: um i mean i didn't ask him spec- all i remember him saying was he said the spark in the elevator, like. Should have dropped the ICs, and then Spark was like, "Nah, you just gotta work on him a bit." And he was like, "Yeah, that was basically." I, yeah, and I don't think he should drop them. It's mm-hmm. it's it just takes a bit, you know. And his goal, the thing is, like, his goal with melee is he's just so competitive, and he's just like, I want, one, "I want number one, I want number one." Whereas like with me is it's like, should I just go full Fox and you know only play Pikachu against like Falcon and Marth? It's like, well, if you want to you really want to like push that you know technically it's better but I'm also just not in his position you know what I mean so mm-hmm. for him I think it would make the most sense to just stick with it because it'll get there eventually you know it's his full time job he's a melee player you know like wakes up for work in the morning he's, <laughs> he's practicing his handoffs so it's not gonna be it's gonna be hard but if there's anyone that can do it it's him and I don't think he should drop it Because of that, yeah. If there's like another reason he wants to drop it, then that's okay. But like for me, it's like when I win with Pikachu, like I want to win with Pikachu a lot of the time. You know, I only go Fox when I feel like I really need to. But Zane's not as much like that with Mm -hmm. Marth. He's just he just wants to win.
0: Yeah, interesting to to see that because he's you know known as kind of one of the like character loyalist i guess yeah you know it it doesn't it might not be that way deep down i know axe like basically said on stream he i think he said it not basically he just said yeah he doesn't feel like a pikachu player he's just a melee player who plays pikachu (laughs) yeah and it's like he said that with a hat that had a pikachu on it so i'm like okay well i wonder why we think you're a pikachu player dude (laughs) but no i I think you're completely right and the the one thing that i'll say about the icy is and like the fact that we didn't see it is um leffen just is that way sometimes like leffen has those tournaments every single year uh, where he just looks like the best player on earth and you have to just like go okay well <laughs> it's gonna be really tough to beat this guy that being said the other the other side of that that coin is um yeah he's got a lot of sets that like i'm sure the ICs will be the deciding factor in we saw yeah, a lot of yeah. sets where he's not hitting as hard as he normally does and zayn is and like yeah i'm sure we'll see sets before the end of the year where the ICs not only will come out but they will be literally the reason why you know zane beats leffen at that given tournament yeah um now edwin too yeah well i i saw i don't know where i saw it actually i think i saw a reddit post and i don't remember what the source was they were like zane's only going in for leffen because Mook's zelda's too good
3: (laughs) i've I've asked him about the zelda many times he's just like i don't i think He says, I think he said that Icy still win. You just got to kind of know what you're doing. It's still not great for Zelda. From what I understand, I could be wrong, but that's kind of. That sounds right. Yeah. (laughs) Just given that it's Zelda. Yeah, it's just like, it's just so messed up. It's so messed up that he's like, I got my one counter pick for one character of one player, and it's just the one character that can transform (laughs) into like a not as bad or just a, a really weird matchup. Especially for, that's like, so Sheik, funny. it's, like... I mean, I don't know much about Icy's Sheik, but, like, it just looks really bad. And it looks like you can just hit really consistently, whereas the thing about it is, like, you're playing in tournament, and sure, Zane hits all the crazy combos, like, consistently, but it's just so hard to do that over and over and over again against Jmook and Leffen. Like, uh, you'll see they'll live to, like, 200 against him, because that's just Marth at the end of the day. You can't kill. So it's just nice to just be, like, i got like ices on fd i'm like chilling yeah i think that mentality and just having that in your back pocket is just like a big sigh of relief because the sheiks are just too good like, i feel that way when i go fd against Spacey's. so i can just like up oh, i'm up 2-0. i got two fd games in the back that's nice yeah like I, that that's a that's really really big especially when you're in the middle of game two it's, it's just like if i win this game 2 i'm in a really good spot
0: yeah it was uh it was an incredible event i think like you know the the icies counter pick was just like the cherry on top of this like whole ass amazing tournament right like so many competitive sets and this also was like hilarious and also good and really interesting to watch you know like you know this was a very weird thing that we've heard about but also one that was like competitively viable as opposed to the doc lee set which was fun (laughs) but for other reasons um it, yeah, it, it really just felt like, you know, sometimes events like a, the confluence of a few different things happen. And it feels like you were watching in like capital I important event. Um, and it felt that way here. Like, I, I think that the BTS energy came through in a way. Uh, obviously, Ludwig being, you know, as big as he is uh, adds a lot of um, weight to this. But also just like everyone seemed to be playing, trying to win uh, except for Mango, <laughs> which which I know is like a funny thing to say, right? Everyone goes to tournament to try to win. Yeah. But it, it really just felt like this was an important one for everyone who was playing. I know Cody, um, you know, I think he got third, pl- or I know he got third place. And, and I think that he took that really hard. This is obviously, uh, you know, series, I guess, Summit, a series that he did very well in. Um, yeah, it really just felt like everyone took this as super yeah, serious. just Because felt of that, like felt so important yeah it's just well, like let's talk about that honestly, uh, you you have been to two summits we mentioned it yeah. um you were there and but you didn't go to any summits ha 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 uh this was your first time in the beautiful west covina um i don't wait is is that public yeah i think so <laughs> the beautiful west covina um studio uh formerly bts uh i guess i just want to ask you both how are the vibes yes yeah, swift as, as a person you know who was in the tournament for a very long time considering you got top eight here uh what were the vibes here how did they compare to the vibes as a competitor at summit and also it's just like you also went to a summit not being a competitor how did they compare to that
3: it just felt like summit is the thing mm-hmm. it just the, the first day not so much i remember i got there the f- uh the first day for the open qualifier it was like that was just like the venue was a lot more open too like there's a lot of um there's space cut out because they had like production little rooms that they just opened up, so it was mm-hmm. a lot more spacious than it was previously. They got rid of like the kitchen area and stuff, no. but um, they did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the raising canes. <laughs> <laughs> they still, they were still serving food. They're still serving. Okay, food. okay, okay. It's not every meal. It wasn't every <laughs> meal, but um, yeah, it. The first day, not so much, but, like, as the tournament went on and, like, the top players, like, the invitees started, and like th- then it felt just like Summit, you know? Like, everybody's there. Like, Zane and Cody just stationed at a setup for, like, nine hours straight. Everybody's trying to get in their friendlies. You know, some fucking dude's got his little fruit cup meditating before his set, you know? <laughs> like, th- those kind of vibes, and they were just... And it felt like everyone was just, like, having a good time. It didn't feel like anybody, the, at least I talked to, was just super stressed out. Like, most nights, um, there's a brewery, like, um, yeah. a block away, like, a
2: two-minute There's two, actually. There's two? Yeah, it was there's just, two, like, really yeah. nice. There's we just hung long. out.
3: Everybody just hung out at the brewery, like, the night before Bracket. And it was just, like, a really chill, just nice little hangout place. Because the nice part about those types of events is they're so much smaller and I don't know, just, like, the bigger events, like, so many people everywhere. Yeah. It's just a lot more draining. But with this kind of event, it's just, like, we all, like, top players kind of know each other. We just kind of migrate over to the brewery, like, 20, 30 people group, and it's just chill. then you go back to your hotel room, then you fall back to sleep. It's just very... It felt very laid back compared to most tournaments. Mm-hmm. But still, like, that seriousness
0: yeah if, if i can i i wasn't at this tournament i was on vacation i very w- much wanted to go to this tournament but i i ended up not going um but if i can you know talk about my experiences as a summit just attendee just viber chiller um was that yeah it's a completely different experience you're right it's completely different and i think that one of the great things about open bracket tournaments is that like you know everyone there and one of the worst things about open bracket tournaments is that like you know everyone there right i, I generally don't tend to get like my social battery drained at events but there's sometimes where like i've i think i might have explained this to the show before i've like been in my hotel room just chilling by myself and then going like what are you doing you idiot you flew all the way here a hundred of your friends are downstairs at the convention center why are you in your bed like on your phone watching the tournament um and it like it doesn't feel like that at at summit uh uh, you know like you obviously like miss hanging out with certain people but getting like a smaller crew of people to hang out with, just like, you know, it still feels refreshing and you feel like you're able to, um, hang out with more, like fewer people more often and, yeah. and like have a event that's more connected to that. I'm going to say, um, one of the most privileged things I've said on this, but, <laughs> um, when summit, uh, announced that they were shutting down, um, I didn't want to make it about myself because there's a lot of people that went through a lot of hard work to, um, you know, end up with a pretty unfortunate end scenario. Um, but I was like, no, I'll never get to go again. I'll never get to go to that brewery. I'll never get to like hang yeah. out with webs on a beanbag. And um, the fact that like that still exists, and even though I didn't get that experience this weekend, I'm glad that someone got to. Right? I don't know, Abby. Were you on the beanbag hanging with webs?
2: Yeah. No, I wasn't. Okay. I I'm was glad a, that someone gets to do the that. <laughs> I
3: actually, was about to bring up the beanbags earlier because it's just there. It's just such a chill place, like the the venue. So if you're if I was tired, I'd just throw on my headphones and just mm-hmm. lay on the beanbag for an hour. I just saw like H box just taking a nap on the couch, his little bare feet out. It was so <laughs> tempting to not go and tickle his little foot while he was sleeping. That would have been wild. Poking a bear—that's what that was.
2: But um, I also definitely fell asleep on one of those beanbags for like four yeah, hours. It's he just, was just so down on Friday, yeah.
3: And on like on Sunday when I was just watching the bracket, just got a lot of drinks in me, and I was just sitting there just. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just so chill. And it's kind of, it's so much easier to not get overwhelmed at mm-hmm. something like that, where it's just like, ah, oh, just go lay down. Or you just, you know, there's all this little contenty stuff on the side, too, that the top players were doing. So it was just like fun. It just felt like Summit.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things that I, I think I, I, you know, if I ever get a chance to ask, like, uh, people who are summit mainstays is i wonder how the content differs because i know that like the way that bts did content was obviously amazing and and i i think that like their stamp on smash content is still felt to this day but also was this kind of thing where like i know players had to be pretty involved um the thing with the difference like with lacs if we ever see this thing again if we continue to see it on a more regular basis is that um like the biggest stars at summit were the players that's not the case for lacs like we saw content there was just like ludwig and slime and and you know like i just and mango were in that piece but like yeah i i wonder like how that'll affect it but um i guess to to go on to like something that we have the answer to um abby you are a you you were attendee of LACS as well um unfortunately you ran to nut in bracket you did not qualify like swift did you didn't make top eight here so you got some more time as an attendee this was your first experience in the uh, bts studio so i know that you don't have to anything to compare it to in terms of summit but just in a, as opposed to like a regular tournament how did this uh how did this fare for you
2: yeah no i pretty much echo Swift's sentiment like i don't, I don't like i like i like you mentioned i don't really have anything to compare it to with regards to summit specifically but um unlike you i am someone whose social battery gets drained pretty quick usually and uh definitely a stand thing about this tournament is that that didn't really feel like the case at all like i think it's really easy for me like at big majors especially like uh to just feel super overwhelmed like i remember genesis 8 was like my favorite tournament ever right i remember like going to guild house after like the the final day and like there were so many people and it was so loud and i'm like i gotta get out of here i gotta get out of here i like went back to the hotel and just, i just sat there like for two hours and i was like this feels really lame but i can't do it it was it was too much uh but like you know there's there are only like 30 people in the venue uh for saturday sunday so it was like if i if i felt like overwhelmed at any point i could just sit in on the couch and it was fine um so definitely like a really really relaxed vibe i definitely wish that um I got my warm-up game in bracket before I got to play Nut. But my winners were on 1DQ, so the first melee I played in, like, four months was versus Nut. <laughs> he, he destroyed me. <laughs> but, you know, that happens. That's just how it goes. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a super fun tournament. Like, the vibes were super, super good. Um, if it happens again, I'm definitely going. Super recommend. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the big questions is, you know, if this happens again. But regardless, you know, they have been so good to us, right? Who, who remembers, who amongst us remembers when I didn't like Ludwig? That was uh, a, a past that was not too distant, and yet, you know, nothing has proven that the crew loves melee more than getting literally big enough to not do any melee and still continue to do it. Um, yeah, this is like, by far, one of the most fun events that I've got to, uh, that I have watching, and um, one thing I'll add before we go on to another amazing experience event, which is Fate, um, is that I, I, I try to go to majors. So I try to, like, you know, hang out, go. Um, I don't get a chance to watch a ton, like, huge important majors um, on stream. And it's a completely different vibe. And, you know, sometimes it's very fun to be able to just, like, click and watch your stuff while, I don't know, <laughs> laying in bed. Um, but I have not gotten a chance to hear a commentary at an event the at this level in a while. And they all killed it. I, I had to do the thing where... <laughs> i gushed a little bit i don't do this ever i messaged slime and i was just like dude i'm so happy that you and all the people are like representative representative of the community right you know people this could be a lot of people's first time watching an event and you know there's you can't make a first impression twice and i think that like this crew of commentators all of them not only work great all of them like did some of the best commentary i've seen and and swift i know you didn't get a chance to to like hear it but take my word is that like whatever you expect like whatever your highest expectation of the couch is i think they killed it um yeah i just cannot like give more high praise of of the commentary at this event so i hope that we see some more soon i heard something it was really like good
3: and i watched back my sets with the commentary on and i thought it was really entertaining i liked it a lot
1: yeah i genuinely thought that so i whenever i i, I wrote a big like commentary breakdown piece last year where i talked about like Things that I noted that were really good in commentary, just other commentators' thoughts on things that they want to emphasize and stuff. And usually, wh- when I when I think of like really good commentary, I almost think of it in terms of blocks. So like two blocks that I think of that I th- that I thought were just like fantastic off the top of my head. Like even even more so than the high standard that's usually delivered by some of these people. Or I I usually think of the first half of Genesis Eight, which sounds weird because I w- I was there for it. But when I rewatched the vlogs it was. It was still as electrifying as when I saw it, and like the commentary carried it. I I thought Vision Chillin were great that half. I think that the first week of SCL everything was just firing on all cylinders, and I thought this event, the uh, the whole thing was great. But I thought the the last chance qualifiers, uh, the, I thought for whatever reason I I feel like it was just Brandon's energy or something. It just completely elevated the level of the couch and everybody around him it was it was honestly some of the most fun i've had watching melee on stream in like a really long time even when there weren't sets on the 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 banter between everyone the way that they would talk about the players that the unique insight they had the way that they were able to keep it entertaining it was just like it was it was so remarkable but i i think that uh i think more events should strive for you know, that kind of feeling from spectators. Cause so that was, that, it was great. I think, was it um, webs who, oh. who
0: dropped the pickleball line? Was that him? Yeah, it was Webb's. That was the funniest shit ever. I mean, like at, at a, at a weekend that like had me, I'm generally not a person who cracks up at commentary. This week did, weekend did it for me. Um, that was the funniest thing that I heard this weekend. <laughs> Melee is like pickleball. Jesus. Um, no amazing event. And yeah, I hope that we hope we get to see some more of it. And then one of the cool things is that, um, like all of the great stuff that we saw at the top level only continues because we have fate coming up this week and we've got gommel. Um, and then, you know, after that we've got smash con and shine and we're, we're, we're really getting into the thick of it. So like, this is pretty much a perfect event to start the, the like summer season off um, really strong. But yeah, that being said, um, we've, got a, we've got a few of these players who are going to make their way over to the uk i know some of them are already there because um, we have fate coming up this weekend fate three by the sea this is the uh, largest iteration of fate i believe um the successor to air um this is uh the uk's biggest tournament this is melee's biggest tournament for europe this is a tournament that i famously went to last year and got covid out and didn't actually go into the venue um <laughs> but regardless i i have heard that the the tournament itself is amazing uh, unfortunately, I was in a hotel that did not have air conditioner or a fridge um, and was not able to go outside. Um, I didn't have a laptop on me. I only had my phone. But I heard the tournament is good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to see a lot um, of, uh, like, a lot of high-level competitors here. And I guess the question I have for, for you guys is that, like, how much do we think this is going to count? Right? How much do these two things mix? Because Fate... And air before it has been um, known as this, you know, event that has been like super competitive driven super or super um, attendee driven uh, things that like, you know, you can drink a lot there. There's a lot of like side games. There's a lot of sets before you even get to bracket. Um, how do we think that, that, and the, the idea of all the top level players, like how do we think those will um, coalesce? Edwin, what do you think? How serious is fake going to be? How much is this going to affect the top 10 this summer? Like what, what do you think actually happens here?
1: So I think usually when American talent, especially, you know, especially talent of the kind of your Zanes or J Mooks, Cody's, I think usually when it comes to these events, like fate back in the day air and just any large European event, the people who are spending or have their sponsor spending thousands of dollars to send them on this trip or whatever, they're going to take it pretty seriously. But I'm going to tell you the people I'm worried about. I say worried, that's in quotation, but they're going to have a great time. The people I'm worried about are the uh, the Europeans that we don't see at bigger events that often. Because one recurring theme that I found with, you know, fate and air in these series is I usually get very excited to see strong European players taking other strong European players on at these kinds of events, only to get heartbroken because I learned that... uh, like and Sechi was having a bad night of throwing up and slept past his his pool and missed final round. You tell me you don't
0: like it. Tris Falco
1: <laughs> or or some stuff like that. So it's it's the Europeans I'm more worried about. I think that I think that the American players are, are there. They've spent enough money. They're they're there. You know to to fully try their hardest or or at least be present mm. competitively speaking. It's the Europeans that I don't see that often going against each other. A gentlemaning to either uh, play secondaries or not showing up to their pool because they're having too much fun, which you we'll know say, it, it's it's great. But
0: I, you I you know. say this uh, not only, not even a month after Zayn went roy at wave dash. <laughs> so I think there's a difference we'll between
1: say. him going roy at
2: wave dash and flying like. All I literally don't. I literally I, don't. I, I think it's the say. exact same thing. I think it's like less of an actual distance, like by flight. And it's pretty You actually, yeah, you they're might, bo- be, you might be right. Uh, yeah. It's like hmm.
0: five hours to LA, and I think it's like six or seven. I know when I went to the UK, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah this doesn't yeah, feel like true. going to LA. Yeah, why does it feel like a bigger investment? investment. It, why does it feel like is, a bigger
1: investment then? They're going yeah, to a place
0: true. that's like more fun to hang out in. Maybe not Ponton, punting. what is it? Ponton Park? Camber Sands? A Ponton's in Camber Sands? Uh, but like, I don't know. I could see him being like, "Yeah, we we just like spent the whole day in uh Constable's Corner or whatever <laughs> fucking shit they have over there in that weird country." Like I could see him just sightseeing and then being like, "Yeah, I just kind of want to, you know, not focus it. I decided to go to uh the Buckingham Palace instead of uh yeah, practicing maybe. my Icy's chain grabs." No, you know, me.
1: I I guess when you put it, I guess when you put it that way in terms of
0: distance, eh, maybe.
2: I yeah. don't know. America's big, bro.
0: True. We're big and we're better. Swift, I don't know if you know it, this is American Excellence podcast. And it? it only started once we started uh, talking to, to Europeans, and, and I guess I went to Europe. We're pro-scab,
1: pro-America. We're pro-scab. Yeah, we with. Oh <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, I mean, all I'm saying is uh, the, the Swedes came over to America and their room felt like it was, like, advertising for every single, um, like fast food place in America, they had they had trash from like every single place that you could Doordash. God. And I I did watch a video. I today. swear to
2: God, they must have had like thirty eight hundred <laughs> calories every single meal. Like God. they ate so I, much. I
3: can't imagine. We I had to like, actually explain so to
2: Abe what Doordash was.
1: Also. <laughs> really? Dude, Dude, it was so same fun. with the phone and and any bit of <laughs> <laughs> any bit of modern technology.
0: Yeah, Abe. It's it's amazing he gets places. Considering he doesn't know what a plane is. <laughs> <laughs> that's just hey, that's the where he lives. He lives in Hicktown, Sweden. Um. Anyway, <laughs> the uh yeah, no, no, they they were ordering like Papa John's and Little Caesars and shit like that. It's like oh, it's so <laughs> good. They probably awful, oh my they God, probably yeah. terrible. I can't play if I, don't I eat like shit. He hey, like uh... forced out Calvar after that. I think there's
3: something <laughs> different with Obey. Like, that's a skill that so many Melee <laughs> players... I found out that Spark's diet is actually just milkshakes and candy. And he was yeah. like, yeah, I found out this weekend that if I exercise, my reactions are better. Like, you, you just found... I thought you were joking on Twitter with your milkshake and <laughs> Your Spark is pretty good, Swift. I thank, like you, it. thank you, thank you. Yeah, good spark. There's, a,
0: there's a video I have. I gotta dig it up. It's from Smash World Tour. We go to, um... Like a Dave & Buster's type thing, like an arcade. And he... He, there's like a lot of candy options, and of course he's he's spending all of his like tickets on the candy. Yeah. But there's like single like like a single like tootsie roll style thing, and he just gets like fifty of those, <laughs> and he gets like fifty of each flavor <laughs> instead of just like a like a large thing. So the person just is there counting it out, and then like someone else comes over, like two co-workers are there counting out, and like he's basically spending the equivalent of like one quarter of what it take to get like the spongebob plush doll or something it's like not worth their time at all now he is he is driven by candy and milkshakes yeah it's it's wild
3: we were we went to get food and like the there was like a sushi place we went to a dumpling place like 13 people and there was it was two packed. so there was two other places in this parking lot there's a sushi place and there was this place called dave's hot chicken and we yeah. had to play the next morning. And Spark was like, I cannot eat sushi. I need my spicy Dave's Hot Chicken. <laughs> and he, he was really into the Dave's Hot Chicken, apparently.
0: Yeah, he's someone who went to... He went to Fate last year. I wonder how he fares over there in the land of... Uh, Is he going less again? Less flavor? Is that the nicest way to say it? <laughs>
2: Spark? I don't know
0: if Spark's going. Uh, Yeah, they, they tend to likes. I, I don't know if it's um, Fate who flies people out or if it's if people uh, – because last year was B-Bats. B-Bats, unfortunately, does not seem to be going this year. Uh, oh, really? He really signed up. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he was signed he, up, but he can't
2: find his passport.
0: Can't oh, find his passport. Oh, Billy. God. Um, I know Mech went last year, but, yeah, we've, we've got, like, a crew this year that I think rivals some of the strongest things that we've – like, some of the strongest tournaments that we've seen outside of uh North America in a pretty long time I'd say probably like the Dream Hack Winters is probably last time we had something this um strong. Now now here's a question. Um Edwin, you said that you worry about the Europeans more than the Americans and you know under questioning you did kind of fall back on that. But I I guess I have a question for you, Edwin. Um out of the Europeans who go here, are there any who you expect to kind of make a breakout? There's a lot of, of talent here who doesn't get a chance to travel uh, especially because of COVID, a lot of people who are this good, like I don't think, have been to North America for a tournament at all before. So, is there anyone who kind of stands out to you as like uh, people to really watch out for?
1: Yeah, there's a few names I want to bring up that I, I don't think I'm going to be, be going to out of the left field of this. But there's obviously the melee stats favorites, uh, uh, you know, True. Mo, Mo. <laughs> Let's go, Mo is gonna be there. I think I think Pipsqueak is someone who could certainly do quite well at this event. This is a this is a player who finished top twenty five last year. Had a deceptively low is that how I describe it? Deceptively high. I don't know. It had kind of a strange performance at Genesis where he, he didn't really do bad, but he ran into soon and AMSA kind of early. Yeah. And the only other thing we've seen from Triff at, or excuse me, from Pipsqueak at a larger at like a very big event is that he won Smash Donna, which seemed pretty pretty expected and strong for him. So I'm excited to see how he would do. I, I believe the just the way that this, the seeding would work out for this tournament is that he'd probably play Josh Mann in winner's round of 16, the most likely outcome. So Jeff I'm interested Malcolm. to see how that go Fox it it between two top 25 caliber foxes. Um, the, the other names I'd want to bring up, other than you know, Abe and Sharp, as other melee stats, people that would be here, would be... Uh, I'm pretty interested to see how Frenzy does. This is a player who I thought had a really good start to last year. Uh, I believe he ended eventually somewhere in the lower end of top 50. But I think Frenzy's potential and caliber of play is quite high when he's firing on all cylinders. And unfortunately, just for him, that hasn't been in the cards with his results this year. But if, if I see Frenzy against top... 25 to 30 level Fox, like Frenzy versus Aklo in bracket or something. I I don't think it's inconceivable to imagine that going Frenzy's way. I, I think Frenzy's someone who who punches above his weight class particularly well, which is going to sound funny because Frenzy's reputation within the UK is, you know, he's a very beloved player, but he's not Professor Pro, right? But I, I think that the UK scene in general this year has kind of been in flux because Prof hasn't been as active or committed to competing as he was for, you know, the last decade or so i think frenzy is kind of the heir apparent to that throne on the uk this is something we've seen uh compete extre- show extremely strong results against your zuppies and salts and of, of the world last year and i i don't think it's too crazy to imagine this event to be one where maybe we see him in winter side of winner's quarters or mm-hmm. we we could see him making a, a top eight run out he's he's quite good i, I think very favorably of him He's definitely someone that I would have my eye out for, and I think it could it could help him too because I think I think with a really great performance here and maybe a solid one at Gommel, Frenzy could, you know, at the last minute just sneak it onto a ballot for some ranked top fifty and position himself as someone to look out for in the second half of the year as well.
0: I applaud you for taking the prompt of uh, what European players are looking out for. You know, I specifically mentioned people who have not gone to America ever i applaud you for taking that prompt and giving me Frenzy, a player who we know's gone to America. He's actually one of the most traveled European players we've seen. So I appreciate that. Uh I think you also mentioned Pipsqueak, who uh would be the person who rivals him for most traveled European who's not laughing. Um no, I I think yeah, those are those are definitely some good answers. I wanna talk about Kingu. No, I don't. I'm joking. I don't wanna talk about Kingu. We can't I think give him attention. Go- Kingu is going to I don't know if he's going to do well or do poorly. It's going to be funny. I don't know how it's like, whatever <laughs> happens, it's going to be hilarious. That's all Kingu. I know about Kingu. Yeah. Do you know about good. Kingu, I know. Swift?
3: I do not, but I kind of feel the vibe from um, if he does well, it'd be funny. If he doesn't do well, it'd be fun. That's that's how I feel about Mog, Malachi. <laughs> yeah, I just yes. saw him at the bracket <laughs> and I'm just like, if he does well, this is hilarious. But if he doesn't, he's still gonna he's still Malachi. He is Can you the most- imagine if
2: Kingu beat Fiction? oh my god
0: oh god he's he's kind of like if you took paddington the bear and just like instead of really like um like doe-eyed and and like cute uh instead he was just like very confrontational i guess (laughs) he's um yeah no he's an interesting person i do think if he if he beat fiction he would never let anyone live it down um I mean, Mog yeah. also
3: doesn't, but... <laughs> trip, trip. Uh, difference I wonder Kingu how Kingu is. versus
0: Mog would go. I don't oh, know. God. Mog is he like... Would,
3: he would lose. <laughs> Mog would is lose. the most Dark Souls boss melee player out of any melee player in the world. But he has the most cracked shield grabs. Ask any top player, Mog is the best shield grabs.
2: <laughs> and, and
3: low percent chain grabs. But then he only covers, like, the same things. My favorite Mog-ism is that when he down smashes you, he only hopes that you're going to tech into him or tech in place so that another down smash hits so if you just always tech away <laughs> he will never
1: cover it like that i've run into him. mog <laughs> on unranked before that guy he's thinking on a different level he's horrifying he's, he
3: is really on a different level. i've asked him to play and he said i can't play you right now i'm too sober he's direct, <laughs> direct flow, <laughs> yeah <flow. laughs>
0: Uh, hey, speaking of which, we, uh, Kinko came to America and he, he got some, uh, very strong weed and, uh, <laughs> this little, little British child, uh, he, um, of legal age to smoke weed, I guess. I'm actually not sure if that's that true. Oh, he's like
3: 19? 18.
0: 18, okay. This is his first, uh, fate because he, it's an 18 plus event, so this is the first one he's attending. Uh, yeah, I know he got really high at collision. He said that he didn't know he was playing chic until... She transformed into Zelda to like <laughs> to, to recover. He thought he was playing Marth, and I was like, "What the? Fuck? <laughs> what the fuck?" Bro? Uh, sounds I mean, like he, an eighteen-year-old. Uh, I think uh, kids smoking s- weed for the first time. I think he triple stuck this person, so I think it's fine. <laughs> but uh, now Kingu, Kingu, is someone to look out for, I guess. The player who I, I who I'm using uh, my turn to mention, though, is not going to be Kingu. It's another up-and-coming fox um, from the Queen's Dominion, from the Commonwealth. I'm going to pick a Fox who ambient and I very much enjoy watching. And I don't really know if that means that he is going to do well here, but he is definitely most, one of the biggest wild cards at this event, even more so than the Europeans. I'm going to pick Goody. Goody is a player. He is pretty much de facto number one in Australia. I would say he's definitely, you know, uh, performing the best in Victoria and Melbourne, which is, uh, you know, kind of where they have most melee going on there. That's Josh Ben's former region. Um, he has been playing the demon that is mcleod's box peach the one that pedge dashes or whatever they call it um and it it and i'll watch it and and uh i'll let him kind of explain some of the details but he looks like if naruto naruto played the game like the way that he he plays it just like when you watch naruto he just kind of runs in it like because he believes so much, yeah. and it, like, works out. Like, you watch Naruto, and it's like, oh, yeah, dude, he's he's less less technical than Sasuke or whatever, but for some reason he he's got the Sasuke. Heart. <laughs> he's got the heart. And when I watch Goody, I feel like feel is was like, Yeah, Naruto he falls funny, into that
1: camp of player for sure, Yeah.
0: Now, Abby, you're the machine that I give that into, and then you, you, like, computer inputs it, or I input it to the computer, and then you output it into, like, yeah, what he's doing is he's actually, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so do that for what i just said he plays like naruto oh my God. And then you say
2: i am try to remember what i said uh let me see if i can find it i think it was something about
0: fainting approaches a lot right
2: yeah i so said goody definitely a mover um i think he's good at approaching definitely announces he's going to approach but then he does a mix-up approach which gives the opponent the chance to be mentally prepared when they start to run in but they don't know how he's going to run in, so it's still like kind of uncertain what's going to happen. But like, he's like, I'm going to attack you now. And then he'll like run all the way across the stage and he'll either do like a beat one like dash attack or he'll do like a full hop debate, like a sheik tilt or something and then land on top of him. Uh, one of those, one of those, I'm definitely going to hit you now type of players. Um, I think I said that, and then you posted like four Naruto gifts in our chat. And I was like, yeah, good talk. <laughs> That's, uh, I think I was right I think right. my
0: we, we both explained it just as well he plays like Naruto and then you say that he uh, you know he the exact way he approaches God. I think we've both did a good enough job <laughs> to explain it this is um, making
1: me think of a uh, Laudandicism <laughs> where uh I think there's a scene in Naruto or something where he he's getting like beat up and he says something about the power of friendship and he runs at his opponent like completely on fire and just engulfs them and like he ends up winning the fight or something. And so, and Lodandis had a theory that when, a, when Fox Firefoxes into Sheik, or just any <laughs> character that he's going against, he's actually doing the the friendship combo that Naruto innovated in the in the show or whatever, and comboing it into up air or whatever. So he was like, when I edge guard Fox and I got hit by that, I just always think of Naruto. And the Fox player afterwards is like, oh, I hit you with the power of friendship and my skill, and it's like, no,
0: I just dropped an edge guard i don't know when it's goody it feels like the power of friendship there's something about him like because he like ambi says he does kind of telegraph his approaches it like feels like you're on his side so much like he runs across the full stage you're like okay he's about to attack and like it gives you time to prepare like you're on his side and if it works it feels amazing and if it doesn't it's like no <laughs> it, yeah, it's definitely a roller coaster to wash him to watch yeah i him. do
1: want to be clear Goody's Goody's definitely like if, if we're talking about people in the in the post josh man like post sock climate of australia yep. i think i think Goody's quite legit like I this is something like he's I, really good I, yeah i, I, I yeah. took a look at some of his results since uh since sort of josh's departure and socks socks departure from competing and in addition to winning that tournament over mcleod he also won a recent tournament over sa nick which i which i think is is a very good
0: i think game. he just tends to win most things uh, but he might drop a set but uh, I believe he has won the majority of tournaments since. Yes, yeah, yeah, that sounds Josh about right. Left and since sock, kind of. He might actually have a or,
1: or he might actually have a set over Josh. It might have been the Marth, though. I
0: forgot. Yeah, I think it was the Marth. But like, regardless, um, he is a very good He's player. Good. He is also just like your uh, Australian syndrome currently, where he has the thirty-second seed of this, which I think is in the range of what I'd say is probably right. It's just hard to know <laughs> if that means that he should be. It's like. 20th or if he should be 50th like it's it's really tough to say until we see him actually play uh and because of that he's probably going to face some like really difficult opponents to get to a point uh the only thing i'll say is that like whatever we see here is not going to be end of goody he's got gommel after this which is Amazing. uh it's going to be a pretty you know pretty crazy trip from melbourne to london to toronto so you know um, you know, there's there's going to take some getting used to. I think this is his first NA tournament, or well, Gamal will be his first NA tournament. Um, I don't think London is in North America. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. Um, so yeah, whatever, whatever happens with Goody at this tournament, it will not be the end. I want to see what happens at gommel I think he's a very fun player to watch and a player who backs up that, that exciting, uh, exciting play style with actually like skill. I think he could be very good. Um, Abby, is there anyone who you uh, kind of looked at as as someone to look out for? I know we spent yeah, a lot of time on Goody, um, but I'm sure you've got some... Yeah, some I, I, I have a
2: super quick point, and I'll, I'll segue, actually, from it. Um, I'm super interested in Kinzo this tournament, because I think that mm-hmm. like Kinzo kind of been popping off in uh, in Europe a little bit. And uh, in particular, I think it's really interesting, because Kinzo's a box Falco, right? And in my head, that's kind of weird. I feel like Falco not a character I can super envision a lot of advantage to playing box Falco. Like, I think you, like, look at Fox or, you know, maybe Peach, some other characters, and you're like, oh, okay, like, this thing, that thing will be, be particularly better or whatever. To me, Falco seems really hard to play on box. So, Kinzo's success is, like, a real mystery to me. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts about box Falco Swift. Um, I feel like you're the expert here.
3: Yeah, so the thing is, with the uh, box, is that um, there's, like, a Reddit thread somebody posted, is that um, the wave dash angle that the box has is specifically made for fox it's like the perfect fox wave dash surprise the controller made for fox is buffing fox in the guise of a nerf but yeah that also makes it so for other characters. i mean i got lucky that pikachu is also like that's a perfect angle for him too but for characters like sheik and falcon and falco they just get screwed over so i'm actually like really in favor of um players should be able to choose what angles they get to wave dash with for a uh, box characters. You know, as long as it's not like the perfect wave dash angle every time um, because of that. And I also do think that Falco is kind of nerfed a bit because every time I talk to my one friend who's a, who used to play box Falco, he's just like, I can't wave dash far. And Falco is just so big on getting big wave dash, like long wave dashes that it's just like, you don't really get that much like in scenarios it's like falco doesn't benefit that much because of the slower jump squad anyway it's like what do you really even get so it's just kind of like the same falco but with worse wave dashes i don't know like i've i would never want to play box falco and if i did i would just change the wave dash angle but that's that's like pretty big
2: yeah, no, so I, I feel like kind of the same, right? Like, I feel like all the, the little changes that people play, um you know, with, with box in particular are things that are pretty bad for Falco. Yeah. But um I think Kenzo being a top player in Europe as box Falco, like, I've yeah, played box Falco though. and it's always like, I'm always like, oh, okay, good. It's a box Falco. It's like a normal Falco, but worse. Whereas, yeah. like, I never feel like that against any other person pulling no. out with the box. I'm going to be like, oh, boy, here we go like box Um, fox is like an affront to god it is just (laughs) yeah for real uh but i'm excited to see kinzo at this tournament um you know i think it's a it's it's a bit tough with kinzo not having um nikki around as much because i think that was that was his primary uh you know person to overcome in germany um but nikki just kind of not been entering stuff is nikki going to this i feel like i haven't heard anything i don't believe
0: nikki is no
2: yeah it's unfortunate. I think it would have been fun to watch too,
0: yeah, I know he's got um he he told me that he's got some stuff going on in terms of school. I think finals are happening like right now, like final exams, so mm. probably just the wrong week because I know that he has talked about wanting to come to America again. uh you know, I think he is more open to competing than he was maybe last year, but it just seems to be kind of the wrong timing. Um, sure. anyway swift you are obviously a player who has uh, played a lot of people you're obviously a player full yes. stop <laughs> you played a lot of uh you played a lot of top talent here is there anyone in, in europe that like you have not played yet who you want to play
3: um i don't know well the thing is i've like, never been to europe i haven't played many mm-hmm. europeans um i did want to play triff some more i played my collision i got three would he's he camped me so hard. And then yeah, I realized yeah. that's he camps everybody that hard. Yeah. I just played Pikachu. So I wanted to play him with my fox, because I've been working on fox Pikachu, or fox Peach a lot again, and I'm... If I played him in bracket, I would have front Pikachu, because I still would have had a really... I still, like, think I have a really good shot of beating Triff with Pikachu. It's just really hard, and I want to get the fox good long-term. But outside, I, I didn't get to play him. Um, the only other European I've played other than like leffen is like Pip. We played at the we played like at the Function 2 like over a year ago now. Oh yeah. I got 3-0'd and I was I, my John is I did not eat for like nine hours that day and Pip Squeak is really good. That's part of the John. Did he hit you some really fucked good. up like
0: power shield F Smash the other way?
3: Yeah that was that was definitely an accident. I refuse to believe that wasn't an accident. <laughs> 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 but um yeah Dude, everybody's all – whenever anybody's talked about Triff, (laughs) it's just like, dude, this guy is so good, but he's – he camps so hard i was watching him and mog play friendlies from across the the venue i think this was like after trip was out too he was just playing for fun peach Ditto's against malachi and he's up four stocks to one and i just see him go underneath dreamland and just float
1: there for a solid three seconds and then return to the match yeah, this was actually like a this is a, a a question that came up in the Melee Stats Discord, and where we were talking about you know if you had to if your life depended on someone force stalking like a hundred people in a row, uh, a, a ton of people a ton of people came up in conversation, but I'm letting you know m- me I think Ambi said this also. We Might have actually been there also, I wasn't and there. Every, I wasn't in that conversation. But every single European smasher is like, It's Triff, like <laughs> this guy, not only is so happy to just ruthlessly, oh, he loves people. It. he's
3: having yeah. so much fun. He will, it's the wild part because I, I was, before I was like, Man, he's just sweaty camping, but no, he's having a great time. He's just screaming, he, he loves he, it. He screams like a cartoon <laughs> character when he plays. It is so funny, he's having so much fun, and I love it.
1: There's so many Europeans, like including top European players, like top 100 players who just know the experience of what it's like to take Triff very close for a while, see him get a stock lead, float in the top right corner of the stage, yeah. and just like <laughs> mercilessly de- destroy you. Yeah. He, yeah. he does it even when he's down also, and then he makes yeah. comebacks from it, which so is crazy. Like,
3: when I've played my collision, I didn't know that going in, and I was on like four hours of sleep off the Benjamin in my best mental state and I was like, I got this. I'm good at against Peach. And I was like, I've never been camped that hard. <laughs> like I, I could not hit him. <laughs> that was really difficult. So yeah, it was him. But for other Europeans I nothing, no none really come to mind. Um I've heard Abe's good. It'd be cool to play him, but um can't think of anything else right now.
0: Abe very good. Abe also someone who last year on the Riptide bus um, did make fast friends with blur because abe said Pichu's is actually hard for marth and blur went thank
3: that you me. and Andrew. i that was like
2: so bad I, I, See, no, actually, okay. it's, so it's there's, there's context here that's it's not just... being mentioned there's context here which is not being mentioned which is, is okay. that i don't um, want to mention the code, abe to played code man oh, at, okay. at big house and uh abe did not understand, like, what to do versus Code so Man, so he goes down he goes down 0-2 to Codeman, and, like, he just shouts, like, in the middle of, of the tournament, like, you're so small, how do I hit you? Yeah, <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. is he's smaller than Pikachu, yeah. so it's easier to nair him. Yeah, he went
1: down four stocks could... of two in the last game, and then took the next four stocks. Yeah, Or something like that. He
2: figured it out at some point, but it's very funny that he, he said that to Blur.
1: Yeah,
3: Blur of all people. Uh, Dude, that, I mean, I like, to be, be fair, I'm had to hear about that. To be fair, out of all of the top tiers, it's like Marth is like Pichu's second best. Do you think of, I got a small side tangent. All the Marths are just like, yo, we solved this insurmountable Pikachu matchup. This is so difficult. <laughs> Dude, the Falcons are just out here taking it. Pikachu does so much better against Falcon than Marth. All these Falcons, they're just like, they're gonna they're trying their best, they're trying to stop Nimi. You know, they're the Marths. Just shield grab me eight hundred times. They're like, "We're we're the goats. We've solved everything. We've solved this unwinnable matchup." I'm like, "Fuck you, guy. You
1: play Marth." Yeah, I see nothing wrong (laughs) with this.
2: I'm I'm with the Marths here. I'm sorry, Swift. No, I I love this for the Falcons. Like the Falcons, just like they lose to a Pikachu, and they're like, "Yeah, great. We did this once, right?" I think I should be able to win this. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I think it's just like a
3: border. I think it's like slight Falcon favor, and then I think Pikachu Marth is like closer to as bad as spacey's is to as bad as falcon i mean it's still like a good matchup for pikachu but i also think it's just like i think it's really straightforward for marth it's just kind of difficult in unorthodox like if you watch kadoran play it's just down tilt, down tilt, fade back forward air, down tilt, fade back forward air, down tilt there She'll grab she'll, grab, she'll grab, she'll grab. Pikachu
1: can't hit you. Let's go. I hate Nair, Nair, dash in. But just like, dash hit. through to take center stage and then do nothing. It was again. It's again. You're not doing anything
3: that crazy. Just, it's. It's hard to hit Var. <laughs> uh, okay, admit that Pete has got to work really hard too. That's all I want. That's all I want. I hate the, no. the freaking name. We'll never, we'll never the do it. it. We'll never do it. Always pissing me off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, before you fight Edwin, we've got some questions for you. Um, yeah, go for it. Now, that being said, this is our segment. We this we, we ask our patrons, you know, for people who support us Patreon, to ask some questions. Um... They got really distracted in the patron channel today. I'm not going to talk about what if you want to find out. Yeah, you know, this is like a po- Patreon. <laughs> um, but we have no questions for you, so I think we're going to come up with some on the fly. Uh, Edward, it seems like you've got one. Your hand shot up like uh, you know you're trying to prove to the teacher that you know. So you want to you want to go first? You want to? You got a question for Swift?
1: Yeah, Swift. I want to ask you because we didn't get to cover this. Who's winning,
2: Fate?
3: Oh, <laughs> we I have didn't no, say that. Oh my who, god, yeah, we didn't say that. Um, good question. We, good. I mean, I always is Zane entering Zayn, Zane, Omsa.
2: Yeah, Zane's I was gonna go for Zane
3: because Zane's my boy. But I mean, he might go I, I, I'm enough with this guy, but um, who is going? That's hard. Omsa's it feels got a like good chance. Uh, it, yeah, I feel like amsa has got a really yeah, good chance. Yeah, because right. it's like Amsa gets like for Cody and Moki are so hard for. Omsa. I think Yoshi's. shit. I think Amsa is just so cracked and everybody Yoshi's overrated as fuck. And um, yeah, him against like Moki and Cody is just so rough. They're not going to be there. So Amsa, he's got J Mook, which is another really hard matchup, but I don't think Jake is that great at it compared to like Plup. And then Zane, which is like Marth Yoshi, is that's pretty hard for Marth. I know Zane still thinks that Marth wins. But he um, still has to like play it really well, you know. It's not a bad matchup for Yoshi. And H box might be hard, but I don't know.
2: Could H-box be the is... H box
0: tourney. It could be
3: an H box
2: tourney. Damn, yeah.
3: You never know. They I have think, to reverse the real.
2: I think. I think they're gonna make Umste drink beer out of a boot. I think he's fucked. <laughs> like he doesn't have the uh, constitution for fate.
0: Well, uh, we'll see. I think he's got it. I, this makes the most sense. So, like, the weird part of my brain says, no, it makes the most sense. It won't happen. But I just think, like, you know, he is a guy who has been, like, really used to traveling more than any other top yeah. player, probably. Like, you, you know, Leffen traveled a ton. It's like, a like the Rota long distance in. stuff. But, yeah. Because he was yeah, fighting like he every single major like distance. that.
3: And he still travels. Like, um... What, what, he what won the last game? fate for before yeah. Apex. Um... I went to the nightclub to get my controller fixed, and he was just at the nightclub like, right before Apex, and I was like, when did your flight get in? He was like, two hours ago I landed. He <laughs> took like a cross-country flight, went straight to the venue to compete, and then won the tournament. So he's- he, Yeah, he's just like, and he's always, he's like the hardest labber. He's definitely like my biggest inspiration as a player, because he's always just like innovating the character and just like labbing out, watching all the VODs and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's always so different from set to set, so that's why he's so interesting to watch. But it's just so hard when he runs into Cody and Moki, who are it's just like they're just so good at that matchup, and they just make it so difficult for him. I want to see like him play Zane and see how those adaptations happened, and like him play Jake and see if oh, how did Jake adapt? How did Amsa adapt mm-hmm. from the last set? You know, and watch like the last. Two minutes of amsa hbox because i don't want to watch the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> i'll peep in the last stock of each game and then the last two stocks for the last game but
0: <laughs> uh sometimes those are fun i remember yeah where, yeah was it main stage i think main stage uh where where he like rested amsa but it was AMSA's double jump and just like didn't break double jump armor <laughs> and it was last stock on fd and AMSA just f smashes him and then there's a guy who is not i think like people would know him he's not a player but he's like a person who people know in the scene i won't won't say who it was but he just did double birds to the screen when HBox got uh you know got f smashed <laughs> i guess that's what you do i don't know <laughs> give double birds when h box gets fucked up um speaking of h box it does feel like you know it, it, i said that amsa this feels like a tournament he really should win and part of me feels like maybe it's not the best idea to pick someone just because like people very rarely win the tournaments that they should win um, yeah, yeah. and i'm gonna say that goes like tenfold for hbox this feels yeah. like a tournament that he should win like right like if he i mean or he has a better chance at winning yeah there's no because, foxes
3: like i said earlier yeah. the foxes are farming um, so they're farming the hbox
0: dude yeah yeah like Leffen's not there cody's not there he's got zane who's always tough and omsa can be tough but like he's gonna he win stuff yeah. against both of them um so that makes me say he's not gonna win because the term he every now and then he'll win like one or two tournaments a year and it's always him like beasting on people who fuck him so like i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say because it looks like it's easy for hbox i'm gonna say he's not gonna do well here um what about uh yeah what about you edwin you were the one who brought up who do you think's winning uh i'm gonna fall
1: for the hbox trap here i think i think he wins mm-hmm. i think it's he's just like th- this is someone who's so you know th- he's not immortal against the field but he Still, more or less, seems like a pretty safe bet to get somewhere like winners quarters. He's going to enter this tournament as like the four seed. What who's he going to play? He's going to play like Ackler or something. Yeah, that's that's like another game file. Like we, we, we've seen, it's not impossible for Ackler to to win that. But I'm just saying, like in terms of you know, crafting what a hungry box victory at this type of event would look like, what would it require? Right? It'd require a field that he he would be he'd be good enough to defeat. It would require a kind of tough opponent, but, but one that he's played multiple times before and feels some semblance of familiarity against. Like, Aklo, it would require him drawing, like... You know, Zayn is kind of tough, but he was up 2-0. That, that doesn't seem to be... That doesn't seem to be hopeless like it was... Yeah, not at not all. ...not too long, he can long ago. Uh, Amsa, he's working on evening out his record against him. And I would say, honestly, among the top four seeds... You know, I, I hate saying this sort of thing, but you could not have a like out of the top four seeds in each of their most favorable opponent, you can't think of anything more favorable by the numbers than H box versus J right? Mm-hmm. So if he makes it to J and in like winners finals or something, that's as good of a draw as anyone could possibly have against another top echelon rival. So yeah, I'm gonna fall for the hungry box trap here. I, I
2: think he'll win. Sinnerster. I think Josh Mann will win. I love
0: Josh. Oh, I'm saying it. I don't even want to... Honestly, I
2: don't even. Want I'm trying to, try to imagine that. a world where all these players are completely trashed, and if everyone's <laughs> trashed and talking shit, I think Josh Mann clears. True. That's good. The vibes are perfect. <laughs> he was so close to beating Bucks. True. He's beating Omso. Zayn True. Michael Roy. Jay Mc might not even go. He was sick.
0: True. we
3: need
2: the what Josh is, man dub, What man. is there left? I'm open for know, it. Are you watching, I think like Jake Joshman? Please? Joshman <laughs> empowered to talk in the middle of a set beats any player in the world. I think so. He's too charismatic. That's yeah, not that's not up. bad. It's I'm
0: good. not gonna come up with any reasons against it. I think that's a perfect. I like it prediction. <laughs> well, um, now, uh, yeah, Swift. We we said we would uh, have some questions for you. We're we're kind of getting to the end of the show, so maybe we kind of truncate it. I, I'll I'll smush two things together because we've got um. We've got a famously unnamed segment uh, known by the fans affectionately as touching grass is the segment where we talk about what's been going on in our lives. that's outside of melee. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to add a question to it to try to create a sort of question segment, sort of touching grass segment. Um, So I want to talk about something that was going on with me this past week. Um, I was obviously not on the podcast because I was on vacation. I was, Uh, on vacation my extended family gets a shore house down uh, at the jersey shore every single year spends a week there uh it's always a great time this is also like a weird time because my cousin did not go who's the closest in age to me just because he just got married and um i like didn't drink a lot i i drank like one beer every couple days (laughs) like every two days um so it was like a very fun trip to, to get there and just like kind of vibe and, and get to watch some of the tournament on my phone and also just get to hang out with my family. Uh, but one of the things that I, while I was there, I asked a question to some of my family members that I've asked to the people on this very podcast off air. Uh, and I think it fits you very perfectly. And, and you know, you are a person who I saw you tweet about um, Pokemon recently. You just Was it Fire Red and, oh, yeah. and Emerald? So I
3: play I did Nuzlocks, a fire red, an emerald, and I did it where I caught one Pokemon per gym instead of one per route. Oh shit. And that's that's how I prepared for the tournament. And I ins- <laughs> I thought it'd be funny, instead of tweeting that I qualified for the bracket, I tweeted about my Pokemon Nuzlocks.
0: <laughs> well, it was funny, but it also piqued my interest. So I'm gonna ask you a question that I asked to my brother, and my cousins, and so you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um And I think there's a very obvious answer. So if you answer the obvious thing, I think that's great. If you don't answer, I think that's also great. It's a good 50-50 here. If you were a gym leader, what would your type be? You know, every gym leader has their type of Pokemon that they specialize in. Um, So my question to you is, if you're a gym leader, what would your type be?
3: Well, I feel like you'd think I'd say electric because of Pikachu. But my favorite, I love all the dark type edgy Pokemon. Like yeah yeah. (laughs) i like uh like (laughs) zorork absol tyranitar it's like like it just like like i'm surprised i didn't grow up as a furry because those are like my favorite pokemon (laughs) like umbreon too all the edgy like cool looking dark type pokemon is what i do and i started going on pokemon showdown and i just run like hard stall like make the game last (laughs) over 100 and i just think it's so funny and i call it um you guys know faust the puff player
1: yeah
3: yeah so a lot of times i I can see
1: where this is going i'll cue
3: into pokemon showdown the ladder and then people will see i played stall and they'll just leave I told one of my friends, Matt, that, and he goes, oh, it's like when people uh, see Faust when they play him on uh, ranked, They just leave. <laughs> they don't want to play. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a really close friend of mine. I've told him this before. Oh, I so think cool. I have, but, yeah. <laughs> so I do love Pokemon.
2: That's good.
3: Yeah, so my, my touch really grass good. is playing Pokemon.
0: I have a Pikachu made. <laughs> Well, so okay, so you're a uh, you're dark type. You said yeah. yeah I we uh, Abby, I know we talked about it. I don't know if we talked talk to you about this, Edwin. Mine. Um, I mean I mean, blue's my favorite color. I always pick the water Pokemon, and, and like I thought that that was gonna be my pick, and then I thought about it for another second. And I was like, you know, it's actually funny um i think it'd be really funny to be a normal type i think (laughs) the normal types are so interesting to me because like they're either just like normal guy or there's someone who's like i'm wacky but i'm a normal type and i think that'd be really funny to be uh and i thought of it oh my god sorry i kicked my camera. i don't know why i said sorry um (laughs) uh i've been watching some some wolf videos i I love wolfie i've definitely not taking in what he's saying because he's just like (laughs) talking about like the actual competitive aspect of it and i'm just like cool like i'm not really understanding but i've decided that my team would be uh a kind of a selection of pokemon that i like and pokemon that i also know have some utility in some sets of pokemon like in some um uh rule sets uh so i'd pick uh snorlax Chansey, both pokemon that i like uh Smyrdle, who i think is has a very interesting you know it's like one of the most set. hated well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fun uh and then the the new one is a uh, mouse hold the Mousehold the pokemon tandem mouse the other two ma- mice and then they evolved to a family <laughs> to of three like, to full, four three or four <laughs> mice so i think that sounds like a hilarious team the dinosaurs. i don't know i <laughs> i want to pick people who i like i don't really know if that would be a team that you could actually run but i think it'd be a very funny team to run yeah. into if you were like in a game um Edwin yeah what what would you say Edwin I don't know if we ever asked you this
1: Uh yeah I don't think you have Um so one so <laughs> one thing for just never asking. <laughs> No so, so just one thing for reference my understanding of Pokemon is from a very stupid source My my like main source of exposure to Pokemon growing up was playing Pokemon Stadium for the N64 but <laughs> with only rental Pokemon's yeah, And if you're familiar with only rental Pokemon's it's like the move sets don't really make sense for some of the evolutions, and the 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 metagame is just extremely degenerate and like really and like playing against the CPU, like going through gym leader castle and all the shit is just like it's really grating and just painful. I I've beaten the game with rentals only. I've even beaten round two with rentals only. It's impressive.
0: That's hard to do. Yeah, but
1: it it honestly like you're saying that it it's not. It's literally just That's like roll. It's like picking the same like two or three teams and just yeah. like r- watching the cpu just like rob a win from you and then you just go in with the same strategy again
3: yeah, i like but, watching uh sorry to cut you up but like watching uh worcester he just he speed runs pokemon games and he'll just be like worcester is
2: so funny big like, 11 funny. hours of check speed it out.
3: running pokemon stadium and he's just this really angry australian guy he'll just get hit That's with funny. a crit it's so yeah
1: I, di- I did i did a pokemon stadium draft rental draft with some of my friends for the free battle thing, but oh sorry, I, I have to answer the question. But that's my I main. So knowing that, I would say probably ghost, ghost or psychic, one, one mm-hmm. of those two. I, if I had to pick one, I, I always like Haunter as far as like vibes behind a Pokemon are are concerned. So I, I I'll probably go ghost. I don't know how good that actually is. <laughs>
3: <It's>, <laughs> I think it's like arguably the best type, honestly.
0: Uh, what about you, Amby? I remember you, you had some very Ambi explanation of what you picked. I think it just ended up being... <laughs> I remember what it was. I remember what it was. Well, okay, so...
2: What is it? So, I think I picked Fairy-type. And I you think did. I think you got mad at me for picking Fairy-type and you told me it was cheating. I was like... I just feel like Fairy has is, is the second... Like, a Pokemon with two types, Fairy is, like, the coolest one to get, like, a wide range of cool things. Because you get, like, MimQ. You get fucking Gardevoir, you get Zumarill, you get, like, Togepi, you get uh, Clefable. Like, I think that, like, Fairy-type has a very cool spread, right, of, a of, uh, Clefable's of Fairy? Cool Pokemon. Oh, yeah, Clefable, it's yeah. new, right? And, like, in Gen 7 or Gen 6 or something, like, they, Six, they moved think, yeah, yeah. Clefable and Clefairy from Normal to Fairy-type. Clefable I think you was got on my
1: draft team, cause... I will say that much. Yeah, yeah. Dude, broken. that's
2: broken.
0: That's why I was She's mad so at broken, you, is because yeah. Clefable's on my fire red team right now and she got me through like all the hard times. So I was I was mad at you because you took a pokemon that i can't have because i'm a normal type <laughs> i want yeah to. she was normal for so long but i can't yeah, have swift it. i That's used double, double team in my
1: in my draft tournament i used my uh my uh my friend who who's like into pokemon but like didn't really play stadium that much growing up was so mad at me he was like not your friend dumb- anymore
3: after clicking yeah. double team <laughs> he was like
1: this is the stupidest like he's not super into like competitive stuff. He just likes Pokemon a lot. Yeah. But he was, he was, he was mauling. He was like, this is so dumb. I can't hit you. And you're just wasting turns. I
3: definitely love competitive Pokemon because it's like, it's where I can play. It's like with Melee, it's like a game I played since I was a kid and I like got into the competitive scene, learn all about it and got really good. But Pokemon is where it's like, I can learn all about it. I'm just bad at it still. I yeah. Hover, I just hover. I literally just looked up cheese strategies. I just think it's it's a funny game. Like I can't take it too seriously to get good at because I'm like about to win and then I just like oh I missed my 95% accurate move. That's that's yeah,
1: my <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth, I want to be clear. Like, I'm not into competitive Pokemon at all. I literally just looked up, like, okay, I need to find like the, <laughs> the, the most to degenerate, like, just slayers. like, Marth players, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know anything about Pokemon. There's like no, <laughs> there's no, I, I, I just know rental only at Stadium One.
3: It's funny because, um, <laughs> I did a Pokemon draft league thing with Mog famously one of my favorite people (laughs) in the melee community and he plays pokemon the way he plays melee it's kind of hard to describe if you don't know both games Mm -hmm. but he he just does he just sends in volcarona just clicks quiver dance and just tries to sweep you no reads made just go i'm ascending the strong guy and try to kill you
0: (laughs) hey if it works it works. it Uh, works i i think we've We've had a great time. We've exhausted a lot of our Touching Grass segment. So, uh, Ambi, if you want to do one, 30 to 40 seconds, do a real quick Touching Grass. Um, What's been going on with you recently?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been at LCS since the last okay. time. Yeah, I mean, I played IGG. I MMA got Expo. Stamina Nation uh, ranked one qualification today which was cool yeah i mean i don't know just fucking been doing shit i've mostly just been doing homework which is awful uh if any of you are thinking about doing part-time master's degree alongside melee alongside a job don't (laughs) (laughs) don't do that save yourself uh but yeah no i've just been busy so that's 30 seconds
0: (laughs) you get 20 seconds Oh, God, what am I talking
1: about? Uh, I've been biking. I've been cooking more often. Uh, I watched all of the Rocky and Creed movies.
0: Best one, worst one?
1: Uh, Worst Rocky 5. Best either Rocky 1 or Creed 1.
0: Okay. Very good. We should do touch grass like this all the time. Swift, do you have any... We talked a lot about Pokemon. Yeah, I talked about playing
3: Pokemon. That's not touching grass much, but... um, <laughs> Well,
0: touching grass for us generally is like what movie we watched recently. Yeah, is, I mean, it's just not Melee. But,
3: um, yeah, so I've been working out a lot. I like working out, uh, running... Nice. Uh, I'm really big on like the cold shower stuff. I love taking cold showers. Yeah, it just especially me... with the weather outside. Yeah, yeah and it's it's really just like, ninety degrees. And I just take yeah. the cold. It's it sucks when you're in it. Once you get out of it, it's just like, yeah, it it there's science took...
1: behind it and stuff. I just took a cold shower like uh, <laughs> four hours ago. Bath. It was awesome.
3: Yeah, and it's um yeah like working out. Um, I've been uh it took me like I graduated around a year ago. This time or more so like May of last year. And I haven't found a job until I got an internship this summer. So I've been working for Sony and it's just completely nice. remote. So that's actually why Are I got going to go to LACS. What? Are you going to Evo? I'm not going to Evo. Uh, but um, yeah, it's like just working. Um, it's like my first big internship job kind of thing, especially because I was in the middle of, I went to college during COVID. So it was really hard to find a job out of school because I didn't have any internship experience. But now that I'm working, I got, like, a nice little routine of, like, you know, work, um, play melee, work out, all that stuff. So just I've been doing really good lately. I, I like this segment. That's sick to Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, hey, if we didn't have so much fun in the uh, beginning of the show, we probably could have extended it. But uh, I want to get you out of here at a reasonable time. We've already hit two hours uh, because, uh, I mean, you've been so much fun to talk to. But, you know, we got to let you live your life. You're a busy man um yeah thanks for being on the show yeah thanks for having me uh, it was a lot of fun yeah i mean first time guest for us and and uh i had a blast talking to you so if uh if anyone wants to follow you where can they do so
3: uh what is my i gotta look up my twitter sorry (laughs) (laughs) i am like such an introverted like don't look at me kind of person so i'm not very active on anything but uh swift ssbm on twitter is where you can follow me um I don't really stream much. Swift Pika is my stream. I might stream at some point. But yeah, just just my Twitter. Uh, if you want to check out the Prism too, I'll give them a nice shout out. It's uh I'll put it in the chat. It's w u n v z n.com. com. vis I don't know what the vzn stands for even. But um <laughs> yeah uh that's uh the website where you can like get to the discord and everything which i just feel like i should shout them out because um the person that makes a prism is just like one person and she's just made me mine for free because she's like i want to give you a sponsorship and i want you to give me as much advertising as possible so like i'm trying to hold up my end of the bargain (laughs) so i'm always trying to shill for it whenever i can and it's a sick controller so um yeah shout outs to them for sure
0: that's so sick um yeah i hope we get to see more of you at events even if it's just hanging out chilling you know hopefully you get to do whatever you want
3: Maybe the Pichu comes out at
1: a major
0: we at some point. Uh, that's of, a big maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep him away from
2: Abe. and the Marths. Keep, keep, keep him away from. Like, oh, we can give him the Marths, just not, <laughs> just not
0: Poor, poor guy. He yeah, we have to keep him uh, 4 stocking Triff online. We can't, we can't give him a Pichu. <laughs> uh, we need anyway. a Swift
1: Pichu versus Heavenly Sunflower. Uh, Heavenly Sunflower? Uh, he's like he formerly known as spiller, a, uh, oh, a icy's ter- yeah, an icy's turned Bowser <laughs> player. That'd be a wild match. <laughs>
0: I actually don't think we need that. <laughs> we, we really, really? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going
3: to yeah, second I think I'm to agree with Wheat here. <laughs> I think
1: we're it's fine. horrifying. You you don't want to see it. It's like anyway. It's as upsetting as it is impressive to see. <laughs>
0: you uh you hit the secret word like uh the secret word where we end the show and that that word is bowser versus pichu matchup which is not a word but you know i wasn't the one who came up with it so uh (laughs) i think we have to end the show now you mentioned bowser versus pichu matchup i think we like it's only downhill obligated to leave yeah (laughs) (laughs) um swift you're awesome i appreciate you so much but we'll have you on in in the future because yeah i'd love to yeah yeah um and uh yeah thanks for being on thank you everyone for watching we um we'll be back next week we got a lot to talk about with gommel coming up the summer smash continues so we will be on for a couple more episodes before we go back to our uh every other week schedule but uh until then yeah if you want to catch these episodes live twitch.tv slash melee stats we upload them to youtube at the melee stats archive you can find our long-term videos long-term long form <laughs> long form videos over there at the uh at melee stats on youtube twitter.com slash melee stats pod um not on threads or blue sky right now i don't know is that a thing i i truly don't think that either of those will pop off but we'll find out um melee stats pod that's where you can find our daily results reporting um some other stuff there we've got links to um our content over on uh melee co. that's our website where you can find articles such as monday morning marth and uh Wednesday melee and if you love everything we do and you just want to support us in the best way possible patreon.com slash melee stats um we've got some cool stuff coming up we've got some more players to announce we've got some stuff like that uh, i'm very excited about the uh the summer in terms of smash and in terms of melee stats so stick around keep an eye out for us and uh yeah we will be back next week to talk about this crazy summer we're having um thanks everyone for watching peace